Hello and welcome to the Inglorious Bards. I am your Inglorious Game Master Tom, and this is Adventure 22 of Season 5. Uh, we're so excited to be back. Uh, we have Tim, who is joining us to play the role of Caven this week. Uh, we're excited to have Tim back. Uh, Tim is already getting red from tons of laughter before we even start the show. Um, but we're excited to have him and, and you all joining us as well. We have the group split across to the four winds of this kingdom, so we're excited to see what happens. Uh, there's some hesitation, it seems like. Uh, three wins, three wins. Uh, I want to give a quick shout out to a uh, some of our uh, a patron who's been with us for quite a while. That is Doctor Koala Bear, who has been a patron. Thank you so much for your support, as well as two recent uh, contributors to the uh, Twitch subscriptions. And that is also Doctor Koala Bear again there, and then Bat Sammy today. Bat Sammy doing 19 months of subscriptions to our Twitch channel. Thank you so much, Bat Sammy. Happy to have you here and all the support. Um, we are the Inglorious Bards. If you don't know that already, um, why are you tuning in at episode 22? Um, but we have some adventurers here. We have several that let's introduce with a question. Cole, yeah. you are our Goliath fighter in the group. What's your ideal day off from adventuring? Wow, that's a great question that I've never had to think about or write down an answer to before. <laughs> <laughs> On my days off, I prefer to drink once in a while, but only enough to get rowdy so that I can also start a bar fight with the intention of winning at least three silver. Oh, all right. I understand that's a lot, right? That's a lot. <clears throat> kind of. Yeah. Uh, then we have your brother, Caven. Caven is a Goliath as well and a paladin. What's your ideal day off? I'll take Cole out to brunch and we'll have mimosas. <laughs> I don't think that's necessarily true. Uh, I do like a good poached egg with salmon, to be honest. And then we have Valamir. Valamir is our uh, human wizard. Uh, not that, that we have a lot of downtime, but if you did have just 24 hours of a day off from these numbnuts, what would you do? Well, the city of Canabrin is full of lovely arches, you see, and I might spend a day uh, sightseeing around the arch arches of Canabrin and the library and whatnot. All right. I can imagine if I were to ask what you would do in your retiring old age, there would be like multiple volumes of The Arches of Varenne by Indeed, Valamir. You know, there may be some, some, some writing going on right. um, as, as Valamir becomes more arch proficient. Um, all right. <laughs> some sort of joke I want to force about arch nemesis, yeah. but I'm not <laughs> sure. Uh, we have our um, halfling. No, sorry. Whoa, sorry. Rude. Whoa. Whoa. Racist. Sorry. Jesus. Gnome. Gnome. Uh, our gnome artificer, Fiona. What's your ideal day off? Oh, Apparently like... being mistaken for an, for Affleck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, wanna, I like to take my best friend Vessel apart and put him back together. Oh, okay. <laughs> that sounds... Uh... <laughs> Well, there goes my day off. <laughs> no, no day off. No, no. And Vessel, what is your ideal day off? Always in service and praise to Soline. So no day off. And then uh, Aragus Willoughby, you are our halfling bard. What is your ideal day off? 
Oh, you know, for a bard and minstrel, it's always writing the newest tune. The latest histories of Varenne have to be relayed to the people somehow, you know? And what is the name? You don't have to spoil everything, but just the name of the latest song that you've been working on for the last couple of weeks. That What's the title of that particular song? Oh, it's an old tune. Uh, well... Oh, it's a classic to my people. You might be, uh, this might be new to you. Uh, it's called Pomp and Circumstances. Okay. It's quite a fancy little number I'm working on. It, it evolves quite a bit. It's <laughs> yeah, not it goes on and on and on as long as I need it to, Perfect. trust me. All right, great. Uh, well, that is our group. Uh, I think that's it for our introduction. Uh, if you'd like to join us live, we love hearing all our fans uh, join us on our Twitch stream, chat, say hi, and engage with the other folks. And you can join us every Tuesday, 6.30 p.m. Pacific at twitch.tv slash ingloriousbards. Without a further ado, let's get a recap of what happened last time from Seth. Hello! Aragus and Cole are going down with an old lady on an elevator. <laughs> she is the starseer. She does some palm reading tarot card type shit with them and gives them information regarding a bronze-skinned world killer who's taking great notice of what the heroes are up to. Our heroes reconvene and make plans to go two by two by two to opposite corners of Calivier to repair the cascading arcs. Vessel and Fiona get teleported back home to Ganderlock. The city of Ganderlock is awesome. It's a floating island over a lake of lava nuts uh they make their way into the city itself into the home of fiona's parents Mima and pop pop the homecoming is nice they get doted on a bit fiona and her father compare some new gadgets and projects they are working on vessel gets some unexpected upgrades with parts scavenged off of another war forged soldier of the silent army it's a little weird pop pop seems not very concerned about the reason they came home but does agree to take Vessel and Fiona to see Councilman Marion Berries to get access to the fire chambers. Not his name. <laughs> the location, that's, that's what I've written down. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the location of the Ark they needed to, uh, they need uh, to get access to the fire chambers. The location of the Ark that they needed to take care of. Aragus and Valamir get teleported to Castle Lithano. They find themselves in a makeshift junk room. Once they find their way out, they find a seemingly empty castle. Soon after they start to look around, they come across a dying, bleeding soldier. There's a battle raging in the upper floors of the castle, undead or attacking. Aragus and Valamir get to it. The Goliath brothers, Cole and Caven, are next into the teleporter. They are off to Port Heath. Their arrival point is a little worrisome, though. Because it's at the bottom of the fucking ocean. <laughs> they stare at each other, laden with their huge heavy weapons and armor, thinking, oh shit. Then they realize they are goddamn Goliaths, and they start swimming to the surface. Cole even manages, manages to absolutely decimate a shark on the way up. Cave, cave Damn it, damn it. They hitch a ride uh, to the little fishing village with a couple of surprised scavengers. Nobody at the village has, has heard of the Temple of Uvramin, which is where the Cascadian, their Cascadian, their blah, 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 their Cascading Arc is at. They deem just that just like the teleportation ring, that this temple must be at the ocean floor. So they charter a boat and head out. And that, 
my friends and foes, is where the adventure began. Outside the coastal town of Port Heath, we have our two manly Goliaths. Cole the fighter and Caven the paladin. You have just gotten on board a boat, a diving boat, with a, a fisherman scavenger named Jira and his uh, teenage son, Timon. Uh, and they are rowing you out uh, to the ocean. Port Heath is in the middle of a massive little sea area called Maiden's Depth. Uh, that you cannot see the other side. Uh, multiple kingdoms border this particular uh, region of water. It goes extremely deep out there, and there are definitely dangers. It, clearly the most dangerous uh, ocean that any of you uh, have heard of or know of, although you have heard some t scary tales of some place called the Thousand Isles far, far to the west. But Maiden Depths is much closer. Uh, and as you are rowing out, you are rowing between ruins uh, that the city of Port Heath is made up of. The city, essentially, half of it has slowly uh, been uh, consumed by the waves. So there are old ruins that are up on dry land that the town has built up around, and then other ruins that are beneath the waves. Some structures of it, some pillars, a few crumbling roofs, you're actually having going between on your boat as Jira is uh, rowing out. Far to the south on the horizon, it looks just a little darker at the horizon than you would expect it to be. You guys arrived a couple hours ago, and I believe you set out in the morning for this whole escapade. So this is probably early afternoon-ish right now uh, on this day. You've talked with a local, offering some uh, weird magical devices and talking about what he knows about the area. Uh, didn't seem to get much, so you asked to be taken back out um, to scout ahead or something. I'm not quite sure, and right now Jira is slowly rowing out. You can see... Maybe a mile away there, half a mile away, there's another boat uh, that's uh, parallel to where you guys are. And there's a person on top you think you can see way off in the distance. So they're probably doing some uh, salvaging down there too. And then there's a couple of fishing boats scattered. So it's not just completely empty. Uh, but you notice that none of the boats are going past a certain distance uh, out from the shoreline that Jira is currently rowing towards. Pull. Yeah. You ever wonder how we got here? No. Like, like, <laughs> really, like, how did how did we get here? We teleported. Like From the last Canterbury. thing I remember, I was in Canterbury, and now I'm here. <laughs> no, you were in Canterbury, then you were under here, but we swam up here. Now we're here. I mu I must have missed that. Anyway. Jira, how can you tell when you're at the, what you call the line, the edge of the farthest place you can go? He says, you see that right there? And he points to a weird carved looking horrific shark monster head sticking out of the water you never noticed, but made of stone. Some sort of impressive sculpture in the middle of an avenue that is now submerged by the ocean with just a bit of that head sticking out. He says, from there, that's the line. And I know not to cross anywhere beyond that. 
we've got we've got an agreement that that we don't break an agreement with those that live beneath the waves yeah didn't you listen to last week's episode <laughs> you're not close enough <laughs> the sea spawn tell me about the sea spawn nasty nasty creatures they claw they uh they grab you and uh just the mere sight of them uh will will drive you mad and then then they eat you and for many many years they've uh, attacked our people and uh an agreement was made uh by uh an old hero emplar years and years ago that they would have their area and we would not encroach and we would make no effort to uh, reclaim the city that is in their waters but we would need areas to live as well if we strike any one of them if we take anything from their part of the water then they can take it back in blood and we we have no warships we are not a big flourishing capital. When you are now, you take things from your side. What do you take when you pick stuff up off the floors of the ocean? I take scrap metal that I can find. Sometimes there's uh, uh, pottery and stuff that people in the uh, Canterbrin will buy and Almithra will buy. Uh, that's expensive. I can get undamaged urns. Uh, uh, that's great stuff. Uh, small little figurines. There's uh, temples. <coughs> there's not a lot of... People talk about curses and gods and all that, but I've never had any trouble. He says, looking nervous as he's heading further out into the water. So why don't the sea spawn let you pick up those things on their side? Do they also really value pottery and trinkets and metal? They're just monsters. Ow. Smart enough that they can agree, but that's about it. So there has nothing to do with why they have their side of the line other than it's further away from the shore where you are. I've told you what the legend has been. Have you ever met one? I've seen them. I've seen them down below, off in the murky depths, in the shadowy, fainted light coming from above under the waves as I'm recovering uh, with my breathing helmet on, and then I see them out there. What, what do they look like? Ever invited one to tea? Had a conversation with it. No. See what it wants. No. <laughs> I liked you better yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> You've changed, man. Uh, the cleric has a question. Uh, yes? Are they recovered at all from any of their wounds, or are they still wounded from the prior? Uh, they have not recovered, no. It's only okay. been a couple hours. I thought I might have heard there was a rest period. No, no, it was like two hours ago. All right. No, I mean, we could have There could have been a short rest, rest. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You guys want to do short rest and have some hit dice? You certainly can. I mean, I'm, I'm good for right now. Okay. Um, Famous last words. <laughs> 16 <laughs> hit points. What could, what could that be? We can, we can, if something happens, we can say that you guys then can retroactively go ahead and do it. <laughs> okay. All right. Just this words from your cleric traveling from... Okay. <laughs> so what do they look like when you saw them from a distance? They look like... Uh, 
they looked like a person, but able to. Uh, I've seen them swim, and I've seen them walk. Strange little gill type things, uh, and his son. Uh, Timon says, I swear I saw one up at the top of the water uh, uh, last spring, and it had uh, little ridges along its back, almost like a, uh, dozens of little fins sticking off of its back, and then it dove back down. But it didn't, it didn't come into our part of the water. Do you know why they don't? Is it just the agreements? Jira says, yes. What would stop them from coming into your side? destruction of all that they know uh man destroying and laying waste a threat we can't back up that was gonna be my next question since you mentioned you don't have war boats or anything okay um times have changed at port heath jira i i don't want to make you nervous but the reason i'm asking these questions is that there is a chance that we may have to cross the line Hold on, that now that <laughs> crosses the line. <laughs> he stop. He brings the boat to a screeching stop uh, and says, "What?" <laughs> 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 Record scratch. And says, "That's not allowed. They'll kill you. Yeah, and then they'll kill me. Well, probably not." As you're not going to have to cross. Yeah, my boat will be there. Nah, you could stay on this side. We'll go over. Oh, I, uh, no. The statue that you're just pointing out, really menacing face, the, the stone shark it looks like. Mm-hmm. Is that just a giant statue of a fountain, or what is that on top of? Yeah, it's a large statue. Mm-hmm. I can get you close to that, but... You don't want to go over there. Probably not. There's I, even I, nasty sharks in the water you got to be careful of as well. Oh, don't worry about the sharks. He says getting a bamboo thing and making a nice sushi roll out of something. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I'll tell you what. Don't cross the line. Don't put yourself, your son, or anyone in your village at risk. And if you see that there's too much trouble, after we cross the line, you're welcome to leave us. He's not rowing anymore. He says, you, it's a, there isn't an amount of money you could pay. His son kicks him. That would make me risk dropping you off out there. And if you were to just jump out now and start to swim, I would yell at you to get back in. His son kicks him again. How far are we from the line? Uh, maybe 200, 300 yards. I look over at the sun and say, if you were in charge of the boats, what would it cost you? His father stands up and uh, agilely gets between you and his boy. He says, if you have something to say about the boat, you'll speak with me. All right. I'm going to tell it to you very, very plainly. As clear as I can make it, Jira. Everyone's about to die. 
We are here to sell. So here we go. (laughs) (laughs) You're first, as you are now the closest. (laughs) It's a goal of mine. I just. (laughs) We're here to make sure that as few people die as possible. One of the ways that we do that is by finding a particular location that you've heard me ask about. These cascading arcs. There is a temple. Some here. Somewhere here in these waters. A large, large building that magic is broken at. Now my brother here knows a thing or two about magic. And he can probably fix it. But even if he can't, we're going to try. We're going to do everything we can to save that. Because if we don't, the sea spawn... Port Heath, and everyone we've ever heard of are going to die. That's why we're here. I'm not here to win glory or find more metal. We have to save this, and I have to go over there to do it. If we put ourselves at risk, that's ourselves I want putting at. I'm not trying to do it to you. You can go. Just get us as close to the statue. That's it. This goes against everything I know. Make a persuasion roll 10 with advantage for your speech and your gold from earlier. Okay. Gold advantage. Ah, persuasion uh, 15. 15. But we can we can do this. Those cargo ships, and he points to two smaller size sailing vessels, they cross the line on their way out to other ports. But they're not, but they're going quick, and they're not dropping anchor, and they're not, certainly not going down. We are not fast. We will not drop anchor. I'm willing to take you out past the line to see whatever you want to see, and then we can come back decent way in and then you can get out and we will stay close if what you say is true and there's a spark in your eye that I believe I appreciate that that's a big risk that you're taking and it's really really worth it to us but that's going to cost extra says Teeman. you got a smart kid there let me see what else I've got in my pocket. Caven uh, well. <laughs> <laughs> does interception maneuver. Payment upon the completion. It's going to cost a gold, says Teeman. That's fine. You'll get two gold when we're done. And he uh, holds out a high five to his dad, who does not high five him in return. <laughs> hey, Jan. Right here. Dad. Dad. <laughs> Rich, just... Just right there, it's, it's right where you can see it. Dad. Oh. And uh, he starts to slowly row out uh, in the uh, gentle waves of the sea. Did you need something, son? No, <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. Meanwhile, in the gnomish town of Ganderlock, Fiona and Vessel are, you have left your parents' house. You are within this mechanical city. It is this huge, just dense 
uh, internal contained city that's uh, slowly, magically, and techno technological technologically uh, hovers over a huge uh, area of lava far to the northeast of this kingdom. Uh, there are multiple floors, lots of railings and hatchets and uh, pulleys and gears and all sorts of um, machinations going on as the two of you leave. And where are you headed? Uh, we're with uh, Fiona's father. Yes. Uh, headed to go see the councilman to get access to the fire chambers. Okay. Um, the three of you are heading there. That is uh, Vessel, Fiona, and Furbius Tumblepot. Furbius. Phineas is the other one. Phineas is yeah. the grandfather. Oh, Sounds like a legal team. Phineas and Furbius. <laughs> Tumblepot and Tumblepot. Uh, all right, the three of you are uh, heading out. You normally in a place like this would get a lot of attention, particularly as it's designed as a small city, a large city for small folks, and this giant warforge going with you, but he's been around for quite some time. How long has Vessel been in this city in the past? Is he a recent arrival? You've been there for several years. Uh, several years uh, bordering on... How old would Fiona be right now? Fiona's like 17, 18. So at least 17. So 20 years total with the tumble pots, but maybe 17. Oh, in I didn't know she was 17 or 18. That may change some of my previous interactions in the last 21 episodes. <laughs> For legal reasons. Yeah. Yeah. I was not aware at the time. What is the gnomish age of consent? <laughs> I just need Chris Hansen to take uh, yes. a seat. <laughs> Jesus. So you're going to the fire chamber. <laughs> it's going to be a little hot in there. Uh, all right. Uh, you guys uh, head out uh, and make your way past uh, walkways and huge openings down to uh, uh, foundry-like sections. You hear some music being played from a big uh, uh, vault-like door. There's a reg residential district that you leave. There's a section of different shops. Um, and it all has uh, a very Matrix 2 Zion vibe uh, to the, the, the concept. Uh, if you will, deep underground, although it's not underground, but very contained industrial vibe. Uh, you make your way into uh, uh, just a quick yes. thing. Um, Zion. So it's the the the, the guy, the AI, <laughs> the yeah. AI uh, vessel, having had a prior interaction with this uh, pseudo dismantled version of uh, another Warforge, mm -hmm. is trying to pay more particular attention to. If he sees others that might actually be on the streets or ferreted around, You've or never seen uh, another one. All right, except Here. for that one, the one walking over there, yeah, the one carrying that guy's backpack. A little jarring. <laughs> nope. Okay. Hey. Nope. Good question. <clears throat> um. Okay, you guys make your way more to the uh, civic part of the town. You pass by an empty. Uh, 
uh, door, open doorway to an empty chamber that has lots and lots of seats for big town hall style meetings. Uh, you pass uh, the official uh, scriptorium where different people are uh, putting together legal records and uh, filing official forms and invoices. There's a lot of regimented uh, bureaucracy here at times. And then you arrive at uh, the councilman's office. Councilman Maryberry is his name. He leads the community. He is voted uh, every year annually. He gets voted into this position, and he's been voted in uh, at least for the last 12 years, so you pretty much just know him as the councilman, Fiona. Mm -hmm. um, and you uh, uh, go up to his door. You rotate that submarine-type uh, opening thing, the little rotating wheel, and then it cracks open. You open up the door. Inside, a uh, vessel you duck and uh, inside our uh, a table and uh, office type thing, there is a uh, older man, a gnome, who is uh, there. Um, his name is Kears, K-E-E-R-S, and he has a bunch of uh, scrolls and papers and quills in front of him. And he stands upright and he says, uh, Welcome to the councilman's office. Oh, it's Fiona. Hello, Kears. I thought I heard you were uh, back. Oh, yeah? Who'd you hear that from? Some of your friends. That mm -hmm. that weird one. Oh, yeah. Pen There's wife? a lot of them. Yeah. Yep. Ran into those little turkeys. And what <laughs> uh, invoice are you interested in today? I'm assuming you want uh, extended citizenship uh, or perhaps some sort of ordinance to be filed allowing this uh, machine friend of yours access to some sort of area. Uh, most of yours, I'm afraid, get filed and stamped no, but I am obliged to uh, give you all uh, afforded invoices. Why would we have to extend his citizenship? Well, well, yours. <laughs> I need my citizenship needs to be extended. I, I don't know. Is that what you're asking? No. I don't I don't need citizenship oh. in here. So what are you here for then? Oh, I will, we I've need, got many forms. We need to mm -hmm. talk to uh, Councilman Maryberry of a favor to ask. Ah. One moment. And he walks out. He actually gets smaller as he gets off of his chair. Uh, walks over, opens up another door, and says, oh, Right. Then you hear some commotion, a closing. Then he comes out and closes the big door into the second room. I have your meet the councilman form 17D <laughs> available for you to fill out. And he slaps it down. You will have to sign here on this section and then initial here. And your father says, all right, we'll get, we'll get on that. No, we need to see him right now. Right now? It's of utmost importance. By far the most important thing that you've ever had to deal with. Oh. I'll get it. It's off. Here's an, <laughs> an immediate form. It's yeah. an express form. <laughs> he uh, goes off. He walks into the other room. And, oh, right. Okay. He comes back. He says, I have an immediate express form for you to fill out. And nice. that will uh, hastily uh, rush the request to the mayor form uh, from one week down to less than 24 hours. And he slaps it down. I need to see him right now. Today. In the next five minutes. Where's that form? <laughs> Make a persuasion roll. 
you got to make a persuasion roll. Twelve is your your goal. Wait, before you read that, cross line to certain doom. Ten with gold. <laughs> Twelve to do the farm. Yep. Just putting in perspective. It's all the moment. How about a four? With a four, he says, "I, I don't have that form." That's fine. I'll just go into his office right now. No, wait, 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 wait. That's not allowed. You do not have an access all doors permission title. I do. You do not. I do. You gave it to me a few a, years ago. That is not correct. Make a deception roll. <laughs> you have a form 2BDF This is a 13. Triplicate. How about a 9? <laughs> he says, don't you try and pull anything like that on me. I know all of the titles and, and roles that are happening here in Genderlock. Here's... Why do you have to be so difficult every time? Says he Boba Fett's you type. Not man, he Mandalorians you with a. That is the way. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just gonna go see him. His door's right there. He's he's in there. No, 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 no. And he gets up and blocks the door. This normal size gnomish door that he's only about half the size of. And stands with his hands on his old hips. That's not allowed. Let me ask you a question, Kiers. Do you like this city? Do you like Ganderlock? Do you like living here? I like it uh, very mu- I like it very much. I like turtles. Well, <laughs> what would happen if it's not here anymore? That's how important what I need to talk with Councilman Mary Berries is about. You can't even <laughs> say his name right. <laughs> Mary Berry. He points back at his desk. You have the emergency form to fill out. I need to see him today. What needs to be done has to be done tomorrow. So I can't wait until tomorrow. I need to see him today. Right now. Then I'd recommend you grab the ink and quill and start filling out. He puts his hands on his hips. Well, I'd just go right through you. Just go right in. I'll just rush right past you into that door. Don't you dare. Or what? He reaches over and grabs a scroll case and holds it as a small club. You will get in a great deal of trouble, little tumblepot. And your father says, We're all going to be in trouble if you don't let me talk to the counselor. Your father grabs on you and pulls you back and says, Now, now, take, take it easy, Fiona. I told you how important this is, Pop Pop. You can't be stirring up trouble like I'm going to stir up trouble. Is if they don't, if I if I can't get in there, then I'm just gonna go straight to where I need to go, and nobody will stop us. The door leading into the second room opens up, and an annoyed, round-bellied councilman Maryberry is standing there, wanting to know what all the hubbub is all about. What is Finally. all this hubbub about? <laughs> <laughs> Finally. Your little secretary here won't let me see you. She has not filled out the appropriate meeting the councilman form. There's too much noise going on. <laughs> I am not approving of this. I don't... Your forms are dumb. How dare you! Can we have a conversation? You're here now. Whatever, I promise you, whatever you're in the middle of is not as important as the information that I have to give you. I am in the middle of a meeting. But come in. Hurry. Okay. Cares, I, I will deal with this and sign the official forms. I will find an insulting the receptionist form. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. <laughs> All right, you and your... And uh, 
Fiona kind of ups and downs uh, Kears as she walks right by. All right. Yeah. Uh, you <laughs> vessel. And... That's an extra form. Sorry. Yeah. You vessel and your father then go in uh, to uh, the councilman's uh, chamber. He has a uh, semicircular desk. Uh, he's got some windows that look out uh, on some more of the internal sections of the city. He has some knickknacks of some of his favorite uh, uh, items that are important to him and his life, which I'm sure we'll find all about in a little bit. But then he goes around and climbs up onto his chair, which is higher than it needs to be. Of course. Uh, so he is high. You can only imagine his little pudgy legs uh, dangling off the end. How, how tall is this room? It is normal gnomish size. Like five feet? Sure. So Vessel's like on his knees? Yes. Okay. He, he has this, <laughs> yeah, default entering gnome property position that he always does. He can like bend over and it's like perfectly just slightly grinds his back yeah, against just, the top yeah. of it. He's got it down. Uh, you, you, so the four of you are there. The door is closed behind you and Kears is uh, locked outside. Your yep. father says, uh, uh, Councilman uh, Maryberry, uh, my daughter Fiona uh, has uh, requested an audience with you. Um, uh... Not officially. No, that's true. <laughs> Listen, Councilman, I know we've had our differences in the past. I know I probably annoyed you a lot. But that was the old You're Fiona. not discontinuing that tradition. I am here. He scribbles something on curiously business. and reaches over to a tube and you hear this thump. <laughs> I'm here on business from the queen. Vessel and, I, Vessel and I are here because there's a problem within the city, specifically in the fire chambers. Do you see that pile of papers over there? That's all problems in the city. Not as important as this one. Do you like this city? The city is in danger. <laughs> It'd be a shame if something were to happen to the city. The city is in danger. All of Calivier right now is in danger. We float over lava. It is always in danger. <laughs> this is true. But we've never had a problem. We've never had a serious problem with it until now. You've heard of the, <laughs> ley, the magical ley lines throughout our end? He didn't even write anything on that. <laughs> it's, it's from there. He's just ignores the checkbox for Fiona. He's just arbitrarily throwing trash into. I need you to give me access to the fire chambers. Oh, you ask too much right now. There's so much to do. I'm not asking for anybody else to do anything except for Vessel and I. We need to go to the fire chambers immediately. Don't you have a? Oh, yes, you're a part of the um, the upcoming contest. Yes. Your mind should be put to that more than anything else, I would think. That is that is not even a problem. That's going to be easily won no matter what. What I am here to do is there is a cascading arc within this city that needs repairing. And if it does not get repaired tomorrow, all of Calivier will lose its magic. How is Ganderlock going to survive without magic? Oh, there are many ways for Ganderlock to survive without magic. You see this wonderful technology all around us. Actually, yeah. we are spending... I have a six-point plan on how to move past the magical needs of this city to a purely technological society. 
And how fast are you going to be able to put that plan into action? Ooh, two or three hundred years, I figure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have well within the time of my administration. Two to three days. <laughs> On an annual voting <laughs> in? <laughs> I, that's High my other plan. <laughs> oh, oh, there's a chain. More plans. Dictation, Mary, Mary. <laughs> Rules with a doughy fist. <laughs> Let me tell you how we get to step six. <laughs> so all I'm asking is for permission to get to get into the fire chamber. Absolutely not. I can't allow that. Okay. Well, this was just a asking was just a formality. What do you mean, Fiona? Take it easy now, says your father. I'm getting there one way or another. Well, she doesn't mean that, Councilman. She's she's headstrong, and she just needs to see the way of things. Isn't that right, Fiona? No. <laughs> he is rebuked. I need to get into those chambers. There would be no way to do that. What? Why? What do you mean? Well, certainly the guards alone would keep you out. That's what I'm asking you right now. See, there's guards, Fiona. Why you is... care about guards? Why is the Tumblepot family in my office causing me trouble today? I told you already. We don't mean to cause trouble. Why is it such a big deal to let me in there? It is a big deal not to let you in, because you simply you are not qualified. See, you're to go not in. qualified, Fiona. I'm not qualified. Why? Why is that? There's training. There's time and effort and expense that goes into teaching individuals what's needed to I go into the. I guarantee you, I'm more experienced, smarter, and more capable of anybody that you have trained to go there. I. I'm well aware of your talents. Your father certainly is known to me. You are certainly known to me through your father. But I do not see the technical qualifications that are needed. See, no uh, technical qualifications. And he presses on a button and thump, up comes a tube and he scrolls out something. And clearly you have no qualifications. Okay. I cannot allow you into that chamber. Fine. Good. I'm glad we've oh, settled I'm still down. Going in. She's doesn't quite mean that, Councilman. It's it's been a long, long ride getting to town. No, I'm here to be courteous. If you're not gonna let me in, I'm getting in anyways. There's nothing you have that can stop me. I have I could call upon the Gandalock army if I needed to. Alright, well, hold hold hold. Hold, uh, Fiona. Hold twelve of them. Uh, just, just <laughs> one. Uh, just, just a, 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 by your leave, Count Fiona. Come here, come here. Yes. And he pulls you aside. Uh, no, no. Pushes vessel back. <laughs> <laughs> vessel screeching along silently. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Does he have to be in here? Uh, Fiona, uh, the conversation's now getting to you versus the entire Gandalark, uh, Gandalark army. Um, not just me. I got vessel. But, but, this is getting out of hand. Why aren't you, why, you're not helping me at all. I'm you're siding with this sack of wind. There, just, that was not what you heard, Councilman. <laughs> all right, so, it's, I yield my time. <laughs> you, you are underestimating how important this is. I love you. I love Meemaw. I love this city. I even love that piece of poop over there. And I'm here to save the city. I'm here to save all of Calivier. And if you guys are going to 
let your bureaucracy get in the way. I don't care. Uh, I, I would. You can say you can all no, thank me. Thank us later. Be, be quiet for a moment and listen to your father. For just a moment. <laughs> Is it not possible that perhaps? in your crazy escapades after you left our city that you've gotten caught up in some excitement and you might just possibly might be wrong and you are now stirring up everything and upending all of the order and the processes and the and the and the requirements that our city has been built on and you are just possibly too headstrong and creating far more chaos than is necessary is that not possible if I'm wrong, let's go down to the fire chambers and let's prove that I'm wrong. And if I'm wrong, I will apologize to everybody in this room. What can that hurt? What can that hurt for us all to go down there and see if what I'm saying is true or not? But look at look at the Tumblepot name. We are just quiet inventors who stay indoors and, and make things for other people. Not anymore. <laughs> you seem absolutely determined and I am disappointed that what this will cause and stir up can i change your mind in any way fiona no he then so if you're not going to help he, me he, here he walks away and he walks over to the councilman councilman mary berry do you have an appointment <laughs> <laughs> yes what can i help you with i do he's not scribbling he's just scribbling he says i do not have an appointment I'm just here to tell you that Sparks is going to be getting down into your foundry levels no matter what. Good day. And he grabs you and says, let me know what help you need. Let's go do this then. If this will make you happy, let's do it. Okay, let's go. And he walks out with you, and then they come back in and grab Vessel and pull Vessel out <laughs> of the meeting as well. Uh, all right. It is far to the northwest in Oof. Castle Lefano. Uh, Alistair is cracking his knuckles. Uh, there is a battle taking place, and it is Valamir's turn where we left uh, yes, last. We are in a wide uh, stairwell climbing up and up and up. I believe the Upper West Tower uh, was the name of the place. You are in a section. A fireball has just been released at one end of this corridor that continues to spiral around. You How have, did that happen? Uh, you have some zombies in between you and your destination, and you have a couple uh, squires that are helping fight. These do not appear to be strong, experienced knights. These are leather or padded leather armor wearing, uh, uh, probably just picking up emergency swords on the way, trying to fend off this uh, in invasion of this tower by the damned. Uh, we have Valamir and Aragus on the southeast corner of this uh, wide stairwell, trying to head west and then north to get out. Valamir, what do you want to do? Um, I'm going to have to have you control the battle map until I'm able to restart it because uh, right. I'm having an issue there. Um, Valamir says to Aragus, mm -hmm. I must go for the one down the hall. Do what you can here. If I scream too loudly, come and get me. And Valamir, with still three of his mirror images, I believe, uh, is going to travel twice and get to the end of the hall. All right, that'll be 50 feet of movement, yep. and here we go. You travel to the end of the hall. 
you see as you get there immediately a destroyed zombie that was caught and uh, burnt to a crisp as your excellently placed fireball. I've been uh, waiting to show you that. Yes, right I away. love that. That Thank was you. a great play. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Uh, it was really. I think he was maybe five feet four, but I was like, that's really close. That was a great play. So that was a good one. So he is dead. However, about I don't know what is that twenty feet away is a undead soldier who uh, stands before you uh, with a sword in hand, a bow slung over him. Uh, he's got some uh, um, uh, thick uh, armor, but looks old and decrepit, but he looks like he's got some strong protection. And he sees you up here around the corner with the last of your actions, I might add. Well, but only 50 feet moved. Yes. So I go, peekaboo, and then go back behind. Okay. <laughs> He points, says something dramatic, and then you leave. Uh, and if you go right around the corner, does that mean there's like a mirror image still standing yeah, in the corner? Yeah. Realizes he's alone. It's like, yeah, it's just like still exposed. It goes, ah. They come around the corner. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> One head over the other. Yeah. Uh, all right, you are back around the corner. Aragus, you've got essentially two zombies you can maneuver around if you want that are toe-to-toe -to -toe with some squires, and then Valner's gone further past So Aragus is going to get kind of in between um, the two husk zombies, so like just to the right, or I'm sorry, yeah, to the right of the southernmost soldier. You can see that. Uh, Chris? Um, you so yeah. So I went to this one? Yeah, I'm, let me restart the browser because that's what worked last time. Um, okay, so while I'm doing that, I'm going to say to both of them, soldiers, what are your names? <clears throat> oh, God. We are the yep. nameless, <laughs> the knights of something. Um, while while you're looking that up, I'm just gonna. While that's all happening, I'm gonna say to them, "Go back to Ujin. I've healed. I've given him some medicine, but he needs your help. The three of you can take on those zombies back there. Valamir and I will handle the rest." So you want them to leave these two behind? Yes. Okay. Uh, ooh, they like the sound of that at the same time. <laughs> I want like, all three of the soldiers to fight the one that's yeah. in the back together. Because right. you said they're weaker. That's what's going to happen then. They fall um, back. That's a movement. And then I would like to cast a cantrip on um, the one south of me. The directly. zombie? Yes. Uh, the last squire stepped away uh, or did his uh, disengage type thing and then as he ran he triggered an opportunity attack okay. from the other one and was killed. Wouldn't oh, they have damn. both as I ran by them triggered opportunity attacks? Oh yeah, for attacks, sure. I forgot about that. Which then would burn their reactions and they wouldn't be able to do That's it to the squires. That's a good point. Let's okay, cool. That. Nice. That's a good point. So that guy may survive. We're doing an attack on a Valamir um, dude. Current Boom. AC is 17. Well, a 23 to hit. Okay. Um, so I will roll. And then a 9 to hit. Okay. So they, uh, a 20, so they hit my uh, shield, and uh, my one of my mirror, mirror images. images. So I have two, <laughs> no! two left. All right, seven points of slashing, and that squire is alive. Nice. Um, so I'll have them run back, and then as I approach this zombie here, um, a kind of bluish hue um that's just a very light uh, feeling of all around glows as I cast Blade Ward upon myself. Okay. Um, which will be a, a disadvantage to them attacking me. And you okay. said seven points slashing somewhere? No, they hit a mirror image. They hit a mirror image. Okay. Yeah, so right. a mirror image. Good. Yep. Right. Also, one of uh, two of the strings on the Loot of Echoes are currently lit. 
Okay. Great. Uh, and that's my turn. Uh, all right. Uh, it is their turn. You have, Aragus, two of these zombies closing in on you. All right. Uh, one uh, jumps right at you and strikes with two claws. Two claws. Uh, with a 21 to hit you. That definitely will hit, but I do have resistance against uh, and piercing, slashing, and bludgeoning. What? These are disadvantaged attacks for you? No, it's not. No. It's I just have resistance. Resistance. Oh, resistance. Okay. All right. That Sorry. is four points. That's two. Okay. <laughs> and then a natural 20. Ooh. Ouch. Um, which is... Nine... 12 points of slashing damage with the second attack. 14 so total? Six, that. That'd be six. Oh, six. six. If it's resistant, couldn't yeah, have that. Your blade lord. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, some. Uh, I believe I have five temporaries still. You have taken three points of true damage. Cool. Wow. That was the first guy Good attacking the you. Lord. Yeah. Um, yeah, that only lasts one turn, but that's perfectly timed. The second guy then attacks and claws at you twice as well. Uh, that is an another 23. Uh, that'll hit. Jeez. I guess my... Um, Hammers. Does my resistance last my whole the blade round, board? or is it just the Until first Until the attack. end of your next yeah, turn. Okay. Cool. Yeah, Fantastic. So yeah, that's awesome. Uh, and then he misses with a second attack. But the okay. 23 hits you for nine slashing. Okay, so what, five? Uh, I think it's round down, down with D&D. Okay. We'll say round down. Uh, all right, so you get ganged up on by two. They do not get advantage uh, on you. They didn't surround you uh, in any way, so that's great. Uh, Valamir. And their names when you get a second? Of the squires? Yes. They called them out, but only when they went around the corner. You can't hear them over <laughs> the <laughs> damn <laughs> battle. Uh, Valamir, yes. the undead soldier, their commander, comes from the top of the stairs. There was a stairwell you saw leading up to a door, the end goal in sight of the upper tower. Yeah. He is blocking it. He comes around racing with his sword, uh, attacking you, uh, saying, You will fail! And uh, strikes at you with his blade. Let's see if you fail. With a 15 to hit. That will miss. And an 18 to hit. Uh, that will hit, but instead of hitting, that's going to trigger. Ooh, I don't know if I want to do this just yet. No, I, I'll go ahead and take the hit. Okay, 18 to hit. That's 10 points of slashing. Okay. And then he swings a third time but misses. Okay. And so I'm taking one point of actual damage because I had nine temp. All right. You have your shield brought that down? Because you have the heroism that's giving you two temp. Uh, I had Fiona's original right. mind. Federal and now, mind. But now at the start of the next turn, because it right. re-ups, I will have two. All right. And that'll give me a, a something on something, right? The heroism? The heroism is... Resistance to fear or something? Yeah, fear. Uh, you're immune to fright. Oh, there nice. you go. And your turn, and you're toe-to-toe -to -toe with this guy. Um, yeah. <clears throat> uh, so Valamir is going to... Um, oh, man, I wish I had some better spells for this today. <laughs> uh, Don't worry. Fireball! Oh, no. I know. Take your close! Yeah, Valamir goes... Um, oh, jeez. I have but one thing to say to you. Wiggle waggle. Wiggle back. <laughs> he says undramatically. <laughs> I have one resort. <laughs> and we'll cast Magic Missile uh, upon this uh, creature. All right. Point blank Magic Missile. Yep. 
And that is going to do 4, 5, 6, 8, 9, 10, 11 points of force damage. Nice. Oh, that's, and that impro that's your Im improves with your level too, right? right? Yeah, because yeah, I get a third missile. Ooh, nice. Um, and then Valamir, the my ring is not considered a spell. Is that correct? Correct. You can. Oh uh, uh, wait, what is the ring? Fog cloud. It's the minor ring of minor obscuring. Uh, I don't think. I think that's fine. Obscuring. Uh, blah, 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 blah. magic items. Uh, has charges. So it would yeah, be let's a, go for it. Yeah. All right. So then, as my other action, I will drop because I think I have to drop it on myself, right? Yes. I will drop that fog cloud right on us. Okay. Um, centered on you. It lasts for one minute. No concentration required. 20-foot radius sphere of dense cloud appears. Um, everything in within is heavily obscured. And great. Aragus, it is your turn. Uh, you also hear this skeletal guy next to Valamir while you're surrounded by zombies, uh, Aragus, but you also hear the skeletal guy saying, um, you will not reach the Ark! Uh, I hear him say that, but I can't see them right now. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that that really fucks what I was about to help you with, man. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> um, I, I need to read this so I know if I need to see the target or not. Um that I can see within range. Fuck. Um, okay. You got, you got two guys on you. I know. Um, okay. Yeah, I will say to the two husk zombies, um, a goblin with one hand tied to a tree would be a bigger threat than the both of you. And I'll cast Bane on the pair of them. Which is a charisma saving throw, which they're actually pretty good at. It. Chris, can you remake that zone? It's 20 feet, not 7 yes. feet. Yes. Are they good at charisma? They have been. All right. I'm uh, sorry, the charisma saving throw? That is a charisma save. Charisma. Please. 20 feet? 20 feet in each direction, yes. <laughs> that is a... F in that case, everybody's obscured. Oh. Oh, okay. Well, then never mind. Okay. I, I can't do that spell. Well, I mean... He's in melee range. They can still see the... Yeah, you are essentially blinded. You know they're right there. You you are at disadvantage uh, to any attacks that you make. And you have to have sight for those that require sight. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> not the fall! Uh, sorry. Why, why did you do that? Well, I did not realize the consequences to you that Can that would have. I mean... Oh, my apologies. I, I love the idea of Valmir like, scatter all bunch of people! Panic fog! Uh-huh. Like, um, I didn't realize how many of your spells were... In a situation like that, does stepping away from a creature without disengaging... I mean, it can't still save. do opportunity attacks? No, I can't imagine. Oh, just... So, yeah, okay. you can step out and see it. I wasn't suggesting a course of action. I'm just... No, 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 yeah. I mean, that so, was sort of... Now, here's a question. They can't see me, so if I try to leave their space... No What happens to the attack of opportunity? Uh, yeah. Can we just... Am I in a time could, warp? Yeah. I know. <laughs> Christopher was just asking that for you, uh, trying to help you out. Um, when a hostile creature that... Can you activate the Omega-13 device so I can go back 13 seconds and stop him from yeah, doing that? Yeah, he's got to be able to see you, so you can get, you can get right okay. out of his way. Um, I'm going to use an action, and I am going to <laughs> cast... Uh, 
Good Lord. Um, do I need to see? I need to see them too. Okay. Um, so one move will just get you 10 feet safely out on the map right there, and then you can do Yes, it will. Uh, but moving in the opposite direction gets me closer to my goal. So I will say... Can, do I have to see that person? All right, what are you going to do? Oh, I don't have to see this. So I'm going to say a message as my action to the undead soldier who just spoke to us. And I'm going to say... Oh, yes, I am. You're never going to catch me. <laughs> and I'm going to run towards the direction he came from. Oh, so I'm going right. to try to run right through, uh, go south of Valamir, go around them, and get as far up there as I can in 25 feet. All right. Uh, that is It'll... there. Oh, fuck. <laughs> can I do it? Uh, I can fit through the space of any creature. Yeah, so you can head straight through. You could even be past him or on the other side of him. I will be... Trying to get flanking? That's like yes, I will flank. All right, you flank, you get underneath the creature and flank, and you're already stabbing the balls, but then you realize you're underneath the wizard's robe. You go a little bit further in the fog, you fence some undead little uh, brittly balls, and you go a little bit further, and now you're flanking this guy. And then Alert, I will... Velomir, man-scary. Don't talk then... about my twig and berries, thank you. Um, um, actually, I will, I will hold my bonus action. Um, for the time being. Okay. I'll, I'll hold that. Uh, all right. Uh, it is their turn. Two zombies blindly head in that direction. They stumble across Valamir. They will attack, but they're not going to get any flanking advantage, even though they are essentially flanking, but they don't know it. And there's no big tactical advantage. It's this weird, clumsy seven minutes of heaven groping in the <laughs> darkness with the undead uh, concept going on here. It's not going to take here. me seven minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Not in the dark. Really? <laughs> really, just a bonus action is enough. You don't uh, know there's zombies in the dark. <laughs> Everybody's got a bone in the dark. Uh, a claw swipes and misses. A claw swipes and misses. A claw swipes and misses with a natural 20, uh, but it was disadvantaged, so it doesn't count. Wow. Um, Great job on the smoke, like I said, Valamir. Another miss. And a 24 and a 24. A claw rolled a 19 and a 19. I got a hit uh, for seven points of slashing on you. Okay. One claw got through. There is a undead soldier with lots of blows. He's going to continue. He has no idea what just went underneath him. Uh, he's going to continue swiping at what he thinks is a gray beard in front of him with three disadvantaged sword attacks. Uh, and that is a 16 to hit disadvantage. Yes. A. Ooh, uh, Twenty-four. No, an eight to hit. I'm not going to dignify that with a not response. Not going to dignify that. <laughs> and a fifteen to hit. Also miss. Swipe, swipe. The swipe. shield. They're banging off the shield that he's that Valamir's carrying. He's killing an, an, a third zombie we don't even know about. That's there. Um, all right, is back to uh, Valamir. You're surrounded in the. I know. Fog. <laughs> it would be a perfect time to drop a fireball and something, but <laughs> right at your feet. Uh-huh, exactly. uh huh. Exactly. in your. Um, Misty step and do that shit. <laughs> well, you can't do both. Um, no, that is true. Um, instead, Valamir... <clears throat> is Misty step a bonus action? It is. Um, but Valamir, I I have magic me missile memorized. I can slot it into a level two slot, right? 
since it's. Do you have it memorized at level two? Not at level two. That's is so. I, I that I'm not thing? sure about the wizard. Is that a thing? Uh, I is that can't a remember thing? from Pathfinder. That's my thing. It is. That's a what thing. I can do. <laughs> Uh, you have to have it memorized for the level you're using. I'm not sure. That sounds like Pathfinder, you do Pathfinder. Second Edition. Yeah, can't confirm. <laughs> Three actions and. Uh... Right. Yeah, I think you just you could. Yeah, I think I can just slot it yeah. in as long as I have it yep. memorized. I believe it just so. tries harder. Okay, so <laughs> yeah, we're gonna do a double wiggle. Spell slot of the. <laughs> you must expend a spell slot of the spells level or higher. There you prepare go. a number of spells from your. So yeah, you're just preparing the spells, right? Regardless, not at and then a I'm level. using the spell slots. Correct. So, okay. Okay. So I that means I'm going to get an extra uh, paggle out of this wiggle. Okay. And um, I'm going to go for the king, king, king of the zombies here. Okay. And magic missile his ass yet again. Again, with his armor, it doesn't matter. Force damage coming at him. And that's going to be four, six, eight. 10, 14 more points of damage. Uh, he has lit up. A I can do this all day, friend. <laughs> Four blue lights pierce the darkness and only travel about <clears throat> two feet. Yep. You hit him. He is injured, but still on his toes. Aragus. Uh, Aragus, for the first time, pulls out a dagger <laughs> and says, The lawnmower 4.0. Perfect for all your trivia needs. <laughs> and I will try to stab no longer this our point blank in the crunch. <laughs> all right. Roll with disadvantage. Disadvantage. Not going to hit likely. Plus five. We're looking at ooh, we're looking at a 14. 14 oh. is a miss. Yeah. Uh, you miss. Anything else you do? Uh, yes, I will speak to Valamir. And with the bonus action, I will say, um, Valamir. I can only give you one chance, but you have to take it. And I will try to cast um, Unsettling Words as my bonus action uh, on the undead soldier. So uh, he has a basically a D8 subtracted from a saving throw. I can't see. Where is that coming from? <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. It is their turn. Zombie claws at you with a 22 to hit, Valamir. That will hit. Eight slashing. Uh, his second attack misses. The other zombie... Misses and his second attack misses. So again, just one hit. Uh, how's your hit points looking? Um, you're down twelve. Uh, I have sixteen down. Oh no no no. Yeah, with the twos. Yes. Um, yeah, I'm down twelve, so I have twenty-two left. Oh, and you are striked, striked at, slashed at by the guy, <laughs> the big guy. Seventeen to hit. That is my armor class, but that is also at now at that point will trigger my shield. And so in addition to that, I will now have a plus five armor class, including against that blow. How does what? How yeah, does that shield work? gives you a plus five to your armor class until the end of my next turn. And oh. it's a reaction okay. to being struck. So well, I get you. That's what you're doing. Gotcha. Yes. Gotcha. gotcha. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. The my, my the the spell. Shield versus my physical so shining light in the fog. Twenty-two until the next end of my next turn. turn. Gotcha. End of next turn. Uh, then he rolls a critical Ooh. failure on his second strike, parting just enough of the cloud for you to see Aragus with an attack with no disadvantage. Oh, okay. Real quick, can you get a quick little strike? Can I? Uh, yeah, total of nineteen. That's a hit. Wow. Am I dagger? Let's see the four plus two damage. piercing. Uh, wow, that's a total of five piercing damage. Nice. That was. Worth of oh, okay. no, uh, then, then hey, the cloud reforms. It's a halfling dagger. It's you know, uh, and then he misses with his third attack. Back to Valamir. Can they drop the wizard? Is oh, the question. My turn again. How do I view life in six second 
robes. <laughs> um, well, it, my choices are very much. simple, friend. Mm-hmm. And I will wiggle some waggles and some paggles and waggles. And, and as boring as that shit may be. People can't see, but Chris is always like looking at me tauntingly when he does these attacks. <laughs> well, I don't know what you're talking Personal. about. Yeah. Um, and it will again actually be at second level and that's going to come pretty close to wiping them out. All right. Um, that is two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine points of damage against this guy. How's he looking, by the way? You line him up again. He is near death. Near death. Speaking of that, Aragus, <laughs> want to help with that situation? Um, I do. I truly do. But how is the question in my blindness? Um, what I shall do is, um, I don't need to see him and he is the closest to me. So I'm just going to, uh, vicious mockery, um, the undead soldier. Uh, I'll just say to him, it looks like you're not very good at giving orders. Your dying zombies are about to die again. And this is a wisdom save throw? Uh, it is a... Yeah, I'm saving throw. A negative eight to that, or or disadvantage, or yeah, a negative D eight. You did that spell, spell before, mm-hmm. and then you roll in that that negative. Oh my uh, D eight. Okay, uh, five minus mm. five. All right, he has failed that saving throw <laughs> and is enjoying that vicious mockery. This is a total of four psychic damage okay. and disadvantage on his next attack rolls all right fantastic uh great it is their turn more zombies no one's moving it's just this <laughs> point blank carnage of clawing in the dark uh here we go we have valor being attacked with a miss and a miss the second zombie hits with a 24 and then misses again just one of four attacks hitting you that was only four slashing though not a big blow on the wizard and your hit points now um down 14 yep 14. All right. Uh, well, um, I'm at 20 currently. Uh, frustratedly, the soldier is going to turn at the halfling and strike at Aragus. How dare you talk about me? <laughs> Disadvantaged is a miss and a miss, but then finally a 23. I've rolled so many 23s. 23 to three hit. Three attacks? Uh, yeah, that is. Six slashing. Oh, is it criticals? Do we do that no. criticals? No, it's that's not a critical. Yeah, no. uh, yeah, it is. Six slashing to Ooh. the bard. Aragus. Uh, my turn? Um, no, it's Valimer. Sorry, Valimer. Valimer, yeah. Valimer. My turn again? Yes. Um, okay. Um, I will, as boring as this... Actually, you know what? No, I'm not going to do that yet. I will cast a first-level magic missile, and okay. just very simple, very effective, very much shot in the dark magic missiles he has nine hit points four five six seven eight eleven all right so just he turns and just just the arrows the the darts just pepper him in the back and you know he does a little platoon yeah i was thinking the same thing (laughs) dramatic music swelling he falls to his knees in front of uh arrogus Uh, and another thing uh, (laughs) and he just parts through the fog just (laughs) and some arrogus you swear that you're the one who killed him in in the fog uh and he is dead upon his death there is a boom boom sound and the two zombies next to you valamir erupt in bones Ooh. and dust make a reflex save shield. please you have your shield right 
Uh, it would have been... I mean, I have my shield, but I don't have the shield spell up. Uh, reflex save is not great. Is reflex an actual... I'm so sorry. Thing? It is a constitution save. Yeah. Roll it. Constitution save 12 is your target. It's so much better. Uh, yeah. Seven total. Seven. You take 14 points of poison Ooh. damage. Okay. <laughs> that, um, that smarted. So that's 28 points of damage, leaving me with six hit points. And five. then roll it again for the second one that erupted next to you. Oh, They're like cool. spore zombies. You still have a hero point somewhere? I'm, I do. Okay. Um, I got a 23 on All that. All right. You take seven points of po Half of 14 is seven. And that puts Valamir down. And Valamir drops. Uh-oh. <laughs> There he is. <laughs> Walks through the fucking fog <laughs> and cures wounds on, oops, a zombie. Steps <laughs> I think it, on Valamir. Yeah, I think Argus walks out uh, confidently, <laughs> dramatically from the fog. Valamir, we won. Valamir. <laughs> Valamir, we won, my dear boy. Uh, you you hear Aragus make a normal Aragus sound as he drops uh, to the ground. What is that like when he drops to zero hit points? Uh, Valamir. Uh, Valamir, 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 sorry, yeah. <laughs> But then there should be more of me. <laughs> <laughs> but then, as he lies there moaning, about to die, his moan turns just a little bit more sinister. What Aww. does that sound like? Aww. Yes. What would you like to do? <laughs> I still have my dagger. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I can fix this. I can fix this. Is this a dagger I see before me? <laughs> um, what's that, John Wayne? Doing? <laughs> I, I John Wayne zombie. John Wayne. I can't see this. Uh, you. The fog I think is still the there. fog. It is concentration. No, it is not oh, it's concentration. Not. Okay. No. Uh, you, I. You're, you're still killing things, but not <laughs> yeah. making connections. Hearing what I, the mist. what I know, my good friend Valamir's death throw could only be to that noise i start backing away up that corridor to the north okay i'm like on the wall like following you gonna leave me? the Fo wall, following Hope, the wall. i'm leave i'm like Valamere. slowly like five like uh um, squares that it's that's, not that's, that's, that's all right cool. Valamere, I'm, but... I'm outside of the fog and then i'm listening to see what happens valamir it's getting very interesting make a death saving throw please 10 flat 10 or higher 15. All right, you have one check toward success. Best three out of five. Valmir. And oh, uh, Aragus, you are now it's, out. It's and yeah. uh, you hear no sounds, no scuttling, no zombie sounds at all. And just the quietness of the fog you are just now out of. Um, okay, I will slowly... I will like call to Valamir several times. And like slowly, I will walk into the fog, and I'm like, I'm like, I'm like a, a group of people in the Truman Show. I'm like holding a flashlight, and I'm walking through. All right, I'm flanking the whole, I'm gri uh, gritting the All right. whole section. I'm just looking for Valamir. And you're crawling your way, trying to feel. All right, mm -hmm. as you do so, Valamir, make another death saving throw. 19. Okay, that's two out of five. <laughs> looking good. As soon as I you get feel. Mm -hmm. uh crispy bits of worn nasty armor you climb over that uh and then you feel uh wizardry undergarments and uh then touch the robes of valamir beyond that 
the staff of grace. I must have your flesh. <laughs> <laughs> I could just take the staff and. Um, <laughs> here, I found another staff for you. <laughs> as soon as I identify that certain part that I know is Valamir, um, I'll cast cure wounds yeah, on Valamir. <laughs> on, on only that certain part of Valamir. The rest can fuck off. All right. You cast cure like uh, cure wounds at cure level wounds. one. All right. Uh, um, let me see what it does at higher levels here. <laughs> can I just get into a cantrip? <laughs> yeah, level one. All right, level one. He is healed, and you are brought to a consciousness, Valamir. Did we win? You have one D eight plus. <laughs> you also have a little bit of thoughts as you grab onto your friend. He does feel oh, max. <laughs> a little tasty. Max health. Uh, 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 Eleven. Eleven. Thank you. Eleven. I'm sorry. It's back. It's plus five, so it'd be thirteen. Uh, Thirteen. Yeah. He's very 13. small. Wouldn't make much of a meal. And the fog lifts. What was that you were saying about his condition? <laughs> Nothing you need to worry about. Not yet. Yeah. Okay. I did it. What did you say? Why are you smelling my hair? And Valamir, you're up on your feet. The two of you are uh, out of the fog. Fantastic. Let's. Uh, but not out of trouble, narrator. Don't you have some uh, potions? No, <laughs> <laughs> so, health, uh, health potions. Yes, the cure. Oh, yeah. Um, actually, that's a great idea. Um, Valamir will quaff a potion of greater health that he has. And boop, 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 can I have boop, known about that? gold are you ingesting <laughs> for this? How much gold am I ingesting? The cost of the potion. I'm just. Oh well, I mean, I don't know. We had forty-four uh, plus four. Forty-four, forty-four plus four. That's what I thought. You have the accountant in the group, Christopher. <laughs> 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 All right, that is four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen more points, getting me up to twenty-four healed. Um, let's go see. Than me. <laughs> yeah, let's go see how our squire friends My are feeling. Is a little different than yours. He gave you 13, 26 is your total one. It was eleven. You said thirteen. Did you? Yeah, say it was a total of thirteen. Oh, okay. I got. Okay. I have my Excuse it is. me. Plus I have the degree over here. The accountant of the group. All right, twenty-six. It is. Um, lifting Valamir uh, back to his feet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> One of your one of your mirror images, yeah. a little creepy looking. I'm closer. <laughs> no, Valamir, no. You've um, got that Tom and Jerry. You look like a drumstick. Check on the squires. Back the way, and then be about our business. Yes, Ujin and Indeed, them. You guys, check on them. The squires have defeated the zombie that was left behind. The two zombies that were left behind uh, and are looking tired, but they are alive and um, back further on the stairs with their uh, commander. Um, and you're all together. Uh, the commander is there, and he uh, rises up, uh, wounded and tired, and says, What's the situation? We were hoping you could <laughs> fill us in on the whereabouts of the Cascading Ark, we believe it to be called. Any disturbing magic you could be defending, or... It looks like a tuning fork. I have no idea what you're speaking of. What's the tactical situation? They're all dead. Well, that I know, but how are we holding up against them? Good friend. <laughs> <laughs> the, the slow tube link from Chris. What? <laughs> 
Surely you can't be serious. <laughs> I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Listen, situation normal. Uh, everything is perfectly all right. My associates and I are here now. We've traveled very far. <laughs> We've traveled very far across this country to stop the magic that is destroying this castle. I know not of magic destroying. We've just been under assault this uh, morning. And but, we are in your debt. Surely there must be creatures coming through from somewhere. Perhaps. <laughs> Stop calling me. Tim just did it. <laughs> Every other sentence begins with Shirley. <laughs> Do the next gig. Whatever's happening. Upper West Tower? What is it? <laughs> I'll get to the end of the sentence if it kills you, sir. <laughs> Whatever's happening in this uh, castle it is causing great chaos across the land. We are here to sort it out. Now, we must find this cascading arc. Why do you keep looking at me? <laughs> I'm talking! <laughs> he uh, slides up the wall and draws his sword again. He says, I am Knight Commander Valmain, and I am here to fight alongside you, as you are clearly allies of Calavier, and we will defeat whatever this evil is. Calavier is our home, and we will defend it with our utmost ability. You soldiers are far too wounded to continue on. Oh, they seem fine. <laughs> <laughs> Heroically, he said, pushing the commander in front of him. I have, I'm quite low on spell slots, you see. Is he getting any stronger than I am? Gonna... <laughs> commander, we could certain... Knight commander, if you please. Give He's the, a knight. Give a commander day, Commander, I can talk to. <laughs> I don't need a second shift person. Uh, um, knight Commander Valmain, your efforts will not go unnoticed. Squire Ulgin should earn knighthood on this very night. Get it? <laughs> it's always a good time for humor, no? Um, I've lost my train of thought. Crickets in the middle of the <laughs> yeah. afternoon. Undead crickets. <laughs> I've lost my train of thought. Um, Looks like you've lost your train of yes. thought. I will take command of the situation, and we will. That would be fan fucking tastic. <laughs> Please, I will follow your orders. We will reclaim the tower. Follow me. Where as is the thing? <laughs> as he limps forward up the stairs. All right. Uh, commanding his squires to stay behind, though. They are wounded and hurt and exhausted. The three of you, Knight Commander Valmain and the wizard uh, Valamir and Aragus, climb up the stairs, and we shall take our break there. We'll be right back. And we are back. Uh, quick mention, if you'd like to uh, join the Inglorious Bards community, uh, drop by our Discord, say hi. We have channels for uh, everyone to chat about the show or whatever they want to talk about, as well as uh, an individual channel for each adventure to share your thoughts on what you think has happened, what we should have done differently, or what you think might be coming next. Check that out at ingloriousbards.com and click on the Discord yeah. invites. Our heroes, by the name of Caven and Cole, are being rowed further out. You are crossing some sort of expanse of water that is making Jira quite uncomfortable. No one is riding Caven, by the way. But he continues out, uh, rowing and rowing. Uh, Teeman is looking very closely on the bow, looking and looking and looking. There's uh, some spires that stick out, uh, but the ruins are getting uh, 
less and less that you're going past because it's just getting deeper and deeper and deeper. You have passed by the head of the statue that was mostly submerged, and you are out into the deeper section past the line. Caven, you are doing what? Um... Nothing. Cole, what he's, are you doing? He's he's No, Cole, what are you doing? I am looking for rooftops. So you mentioned that we're going deeper. There's obviously buildings are less and less and we're seeing more and more water. I'm still looking for something that's taller than the other, something that's closer to the surface, maybe domed, maybe broken. Okay. You scan uh, and you see nothing within view that looks like a rooftop. You just see small little jutting spires here or there, uh, but nothing domed and nothing roof-like. No full tops of structures at this depth. The kind of boat that we're in, uh, how high are the sides? Is it possible to actually put my face underwater while, while yeah. rowing? I'm going to do that real quick. I don't want to, like, tip the boat over by any means, but make Caven sit on the other side while I actually look under the water. Oh, okay. Uh, you dip your head under the water, and you are raked for seven points of slashing damage across your face wow. from a weird, strange claw, and you see little fin, uh, dorsal-like fins, maybe a dozen small ones appear, and then go away. Ow! Don't put your face in there. What happened? I hit a rock, I think, or something. I didn't see. And Tiemann's looking around even more anxiously. There's no rocks around here. Maybe there's a building. It doesn't look like building scratches. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Perfect three. <laughs> Cuts across. Good Victorian marking. It doesn't hear, hurt so much here or here. Mostly just right about <laughs> here. Kevin, do you have anything now you'd like to do? Yeah, Kevin wants to detect good and evil. Oh, okay. Um, what? What? And I'm still just for for uh, viewers' sake. Uh, you both are still pretty well dinged up, Caven. Even more so. Oh, actually, Caven used uh, five, all five of his um, hit dice. Hit dice, and is not full health. Oh. Did that? <laughs> Thanks for telling me. I was waiting. Come on. Did waiting Cole for use any of his hit dice? Uh, I mean. Now that I've got claws in my face, I may just like take a minute and do that. <laughs> Please let me know the values. That sounds great. I'm, I'm gonna do that. Uh, give me a second here. I'm gonna that one and this one. I, I'll I'll roll up like uh, like three of them. So uh, thirteen plus ten, so twenty three points of damage healed. Uh, I currently have twenty three points of damage. Twenty three points of damage. So that takes me to full. All right, Caven, you cast your spell and it casts immediately. It's concentratable and lasts for 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. You detect no aberration, celestial, elemental, fey, fiend, or undead within 30 feet. Okay. Um, and uh, Jira says, how far out are we going? Cool. Well, <clears throat> I'm looking around. Um, then I'm going to parallel the shore just outside the line here. Sounds good. He hangs a right. Do you know any part of this submerged city? Do you know, like, lore about this place? There's not... We're just simple folks. I'm out here grabbing what I can to make a living. But you never learned about where you grew up? It's 
simple stories that have been passed down of the city that uh, was once grand and uh, shining and uh, a, a capital of an old empire and now we live however we can as water continues to roll in uh, year by year taking away our port uh, and our city you see definite frustration on his face when he's talking with you. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I, I, I do get that a lot. What happens? Um, hey, Teeman, what's your favorite story you've ever heard? My The favorite story I've ever heard? Yeah. About the two lucky naked leprechauns. That sounds amazing. Tell me about it. Once there were two lucky leprechauns. They were on... They were on an adventure to find out how much gold they could get in a single day. It was a challenge. Who could get the most? And so the first one said, I will rob a rich merchant. The other one said, I will rob a wealthy and voluptuous lady of the town. Oh. So the one who goes to the merchant, uh, to the, uh, the merchant, he goes off and he triggers a trap. And Caven, you detect a fey creature. And now you do not detect a fey creature. Okay. Oh, also, Caven, uh, you detect a sense of unease about your magic. Like, I'm uneasy with my own magic? Yes. <laughs> like, I don't trust my own magic? Yes. Okay. And then the other one jumps off of the bed and her husband's like, what are you doing? And then he says, well, I got your gold. He Cole. says. There, there might be Faye close by. He was just getting to the good part. Did you say Faye? But there might not be. And you interrupted the good part for that? <laughs> because I thought I detected something for a moment. But then it went away. Your story is not as good as his. <laughs> I'm not sure if my magic works. What? What about the, the, the rod thing? Does that work with, with your magic? The rod thing. The, the alignment rod that you have. It's right there. You've been holding it this whole time. Oh, that's... You killed a shark with it. <laughs> oh, I thought I used my Warhammer for that. No! Obviously. <laughs> Go ahead, smell it. <laughs> I, is it doing anything? Uh, it is making Arcana roll. Ooh. Oh, great! <laughs> Are you known for your Arcana? What do the instructions say on this one? Your magic—it's the reason you're there. I, I, have a, I have a minus one to Arcana. Oh, and I rolled a three. <laughs> so well, then, what's the total? Two. I just wanted you to. Say do you that. have a um, <laughs> inspiration? <laughs> I mean, we're in the second half. I have a feeling we're gonna get our asses beat here in a minute, so I'm gonna save that hero point. You uh, detect there. No you detect nothing at all going on with the alignment rod in your hands. I, I don't think the alignment rod is working either. Oh God! Cold, okay. take it. We don't need it. <laughs> Splash! It's broken. Why do we have it anyways? Use it as an anchor. Was that metal? And you continue to row and continue to row. Uh do you? Do you want to go back to where he detected the Fae? Jira, wait! You turn. <laughs> There's a yeah, sliding, sliding drift. Follow that feeling. 
follow the feeling. <laughs> Don't fight it. That's a good episode, Ted. Seth's <laughs> <laughs> making a note. He uh, turns the boat around and starts rowing back. Uh, he rows back a little bit, and then you detect a fey creature within 30 feet of you, Caven. And you detect it again, you detect it again, and then it goes away. It's it's here. Yes, it's definitely here. It's and and you oh. know the location directly below thirty feet and slightly off to the side, just within your radius. Okay. It must be on the sea floor, on the city floor. But it's moving around. It seems to be. Uh, Cole wants to look over the edge to see what he can see. All right. Um, Expecting to find a glowing fake creature. Because they all glow. Uh, you're going to just look down in the water, see what you can sure, see? Sure, yeah. Or do you want to put your head in the water? I'm going to just look over the edge. <laughs> Pretty sure. Like, like, like he was going to put his face in? And just like at the last minute, he's like, you know, maybe this is close enough. All right. You look uh, down in there. Make a perception roll 20, please. Wow, that's a good one. So if I roll a one, it's not a 20. I'm going to use a hero point. No, if you if you roll a one, yeah, I'll let you roll again, because then you will have stuck in your face in the water. Yeah, no, I can't see anything. I really, it's I'm it's too dark. I'm gonna put my face in the water. All right, and roll the, not that one. I'm gonna roll this one instead, and it's uh, it's a seven, a seven. Well, well, hang on, I'm gonna add my perception to it. Because I'm using that. How about a 10? 10 is you needed more than that. You are struck for eight points of slashing damage as you are clawed at again. Some creature just under the water waiting and waiting for you to enter. Claws at you again and you see nothing. I didn't expect that at all. Does anything different when that happens? No. You perceived pain. (laughs) Water is still sharp. (laughs) Sharp water. Um, Father, there's one there. I saw him. Dad. How far are we from our destination? According to you, 30 feet and a little to the left. Of our final destination. <laughs> 30 feet and a little to the left. <laughs> I'm beginning to think neither one of you know where you're going. <laughs> I think we should go in. Don't look at me. Who are you looking at? <laughs> There's no one on the other side of the boat. Am I sidebar with my compatriots? <laughs> you are not there. <clears throat> Kevin, you've you've been injured. Just well, from I mean, putting your face in the water. So thank you for pointing out my faults again in front of strangers again. <laughs> I, <I'm> Cole, <laughs> my my point. You know I'm is, sensitive about this. <clears throat> my point is, you're still you're still the older brother. Yeah, see what he did. He's catching on. Valmir, I just felt something on my right shoulder. I can't tell what it was. <laughs> Did someone just mage hand me? Great. I... If we go mage in, hands. I don't think we will last. Well, undead mage hand. Seconds. Do you think, in your mage opinion, call. this is the place we should come back to? You said you weren't trusting your magic. Is it still feeling that way here, or do we got to go back to the other one? It is still it is feeling that way here. I'm still feeling the presence of a fae. And how's your magic doing? It seems to be more consistent. It seems to be more inconsistent here. 
It seems to be more inconsistent. <laughs> Make up your mind. Consistently inconsistent. <laughs> As he said. <laughs> okay, then for me, that's the sign we're looking for. So sunset, according to what we're doing, we're getting this together sunset tomorrow. Tomorrow. So can we come back here? Can you pin the GPS? <laughs> uh, you can see there are like uh, two right. spires that are closer to the shore. You can kind of make a reference mark. There's the dock. There's the spires. Here's where we're at. We don't happen to be in the trade lines, do we? Of where the uh, the big cargo ships are going? You don't know. You haven't seen one go by. Okay. I wish I could be more certain. Going to put your face in the water and nope. see if you see anything? No, I, I don't think I'll do that. Okay. Want me to do it? <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> I, I don't think you should do that either. But true. Ah. Sword in the... Not a terrible idea. Uh, sword first instead of face first. Since Cole Wait, really I'm not couldn't... there. What's going on here? <laughs> since Cole couldn't see anything down over, and, and truly looking over the water, is it so deep it's dark? It's just it's just like that that depth of blackness. Uh, it's dark. Um, you can see dark silhouettes of some structures, okay. a little bit. Cole is gonna pull out this sword that uh, he received when they were in the uh, radiance the sword? caves, the sword of the gods. Okay, Ooh. and uh, he is going to reach it over into the water. He's going to activate it, triggering the sword. I'm gonna say not flipping a switch. So that its light effect goes off, and it casts blindness with its dazzling light. Uh, it has charges on it. I want you to look over the edge and see what you see. Look at the light. Uh, da, 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 da. All right, you can spend uh, charges to shed bright light in a 30-foot radius. And dim light for additional 30 feet. Um, or that'll work. Fire a brilliant beam of light at a creature you can see within 60 feet. So we could make that like a very, very narrow spotlight. Or blinding light in a 30 foot cone. Which of those would you like to do? Uh, they will take uh, no charge for a dull glow, one charge for a tiny tight beam, and then five charges for a big cone. Since it's underwater, does that dampen the way the light works? A little bit, yep. Okay. Um, I'm going to go ahead and do the cone effect towards where Caven was pointing out. Okay. Uh, you blast out a bright cone, and that expends five charges from your blade. Do you know how many charges it has? I have 47 That is down. correct. Okay, so it's down they do not recharge. They do not recharge. Bright light bursts out. You see a, a humanoid creature, uh, like a real quick image of like a mermaid type, uh, but more male merman type figure, quickly get out of the way right underneath the boat. Your light then briefly shows some uh, an avenue. You see blue stone of a of a road that you're just underneath, and then you see a <clears throat> section of uh, destroyed, uh, fancy looking, uh, almost like an amphitheater style uh, uh, structure down below. You see some ruins and some pillars that surround it, and you see possibly three other things. You can make three rolls 
right now, perception-wise. Okay. Uh, and your target numbers are 13, 13, and 13. And Cole, um, you can get one attempt to slot into any one that he misses. He's referring to Caven. Caven, sorry. Caven. All right, so I'll roll two and he rolls one? Nope, three. And then he, if you fail any, he'll get a chance to make it up. It's an, uh, on the perception again? Yep. It's plus three. So that's a good you know what? I was looking at the wrong thing. That is nine and natural 20 and a 10. Okay. Perception? Yes. 20. Oh, okay. Dirty 20. Dirty 20 and a nat 20. Two. What you see is interesting all right caven you look shield your eyes a bit you can then see down below and you see a bluish light emanating back uh around the center of this uh amphitheater like circular uh structure that's really open uh, and yeah with your 20 it has a statue small statue or small device uh, vibe to it. It is about uh, 30 feet below and slightly off from the boat. Okay. Yeah, that's what you see, Caven. Okay. Cole, you see a horrific thin woman dripping with seaweed, walking on the bottom, looking straight up at the small boat above her when suddenly this bright light flashes and you see her and she sees you. As you see her, you all feel a sense of fear creeping in. Make a wisdom saving throw of 11. Oh, crap. Oh, that's a 10. Okay. Oh, you man. are frightened. By her horrific appearance, you are now frightened for one minute and you can barely withdraw your gaze. Uh, you look at her again. It is a terrifying beyond what seems even reasonable. You've taken on terrible creatures before. Yeah. She is horrifying you to her to your core. And then her her glare at you lingers and you feel your mortality leaving you. Oh my God. And you feel a fear you've never felt before and a weakness. And Caven, uh, you see him drop to his knees uh, and, uh, and dropping his sword. And the <laughs> sword, giving off a bit of a light for a oh, little no. bit, descends down through the water. And just before the light fades off of her, you get a look at her death glare. You need to make Cole a wisdom saving throw 11. And I'd recommend you make this one. Okay. Uh, da -da -da -da. That is also a 10. That hero point that I didn't spend because I went to put my head in the water is going to be used this time for my last roll of oh. 18. Whew. And you pull back, shivering and pulling into a fetal position inside the boat, your sword now descending down into the depths. Caven, what's your uh, response to all of this? Um, Jump in. <laughs> oh, where's your sword? <laughs> that scary lady. Oh, scary. 
What's scary looking? <laughs> Where's his sword called? Don't make me talk about it. <laughs> what did you see? The seaweed's scary. Eyes are sucking in. She's horrible. They're so dead. All right, we're going. And he, Jira starts rowing away. I, f I, f I believe I found the location. <laughs> I, don't want, I don't want a location anymore. Let's sit home. down and talk about the details. <laughs> He's rowing faster but and faster back to shore. Where is your sword? <laughs> I dropped my sword. Threw it at that scary lady. <laughs> <laughs> He's reverted to his inner Xanner. <laughs> uh, Don't look at me like that. How dare you? This is where we need to return tomorrow. I don't want to return ever we will, again. We will return tomorrow. I will... I will restore your... <laughs> bravery tonight. Cayman <laughs> brings them in. <laughs> Holds Cole's head on his she, shoulder. She was so skinny. I'm, I'm, I'm sure she was. I'm sure she was just so skinny. I'm, I'm so sorry you had to see that. Seaweed was green. Are you guys returned back to shore? Jira says, uh, "You can, you can stay with us," uh, and takes you to their ramshackle, ramshackle hut, uh, filled with all sorts of little reclaimed uh, junk and baubles he's found uh, through his efforts and scavenging. You guys try to rest and recover with. Uh, Cole gaining back your composure, but you do not have good dreams that night, <laughs> night for sure. Night terrors all over the place. Uh, Fiona. Yeah. You are walking with Vessel and your father leading the way and saying, uh, all right, so let's get down to the to the lower levels. I, I don't know what this is going to do, but but I trust. Are you sure you want to be involved in this? No, not at all. But... You seem adamant about this, the, the likes of which I've never seen before. Halt! Yeah. Halt! Halt! <laughs> what? Unless I get full control here and then I can tear through it. You leave that civic area behind <laughs> hastily. Um, and uh, so where, where exactly are we headed, Fiona? All I know is it's in the fire chambers. Once we're there, I feel like it will be apparent. All right. Uh, and you guys start making your way down uh, deeper and deeper and deeper into to the lower levels. It starts to get warmer. There's more steam and vents. The corridors become more narrow, a much more industrial part of an already industrial city. Um, you make your way towards a big... A uh, large size door, larger uh, large enough for a human wagon to get through, that leads to uh, some of the important lower fiery levels. Uh, it's uh, uh, and it has a, a big, uh, again, big huge wheel on it, but low for gnomes to operate. And uh, you walk over to the door, and your father Furbius says, um, "This is this is it. Once we open this door without permission, we've." We've definitely broken some laws. Well, how about you let us open it and you pretend like you don't know what's going on? Not a chance. And he opens up the wheel. We're, if we're doing this, we're doing this together. Okay. And he opens up the door and 
uh, opens it up and beyond it a blast of heat hits you you see flames uh, and uh, big machinery and smoke uh, as this is an area that it takes some of the lava and the technology to help power the city maintain where the city is uh, and you see a long catwalk over some uh, lava and, and uh, chambers uh, and, but you don't see any gnome there should be probably about a dozen gnomes working furiously around here and you don't see anything at all oh and you also there is a seal that was across the door and it said closed by order of councilman maryberry that was broken as you entered okay uh, and your father steps in uh, and uh, looks around and sees. Um, Are you sure you want to go with us? I don't want to put you in any danger, and I don't want to get you into any trouble. If we get into trouble, that's fine. I don't want you to get into trouble, though. It's my job to protect my daughter. Lead I appreciate the way. that. <laughs> you Suddenly, it is my job. To... <laughs> uh, we close the doors, and um, I'm going to cast Arcane Lock on them behind us. Okay. Whoa. You're... And then I will give both Vessel and Pop Pop like the password to, to open, open it? it if they need to. Okay. Oh, okay. The password is Grumble Shanks, by the way. No. <laughs> <laughs> Can't say that in front of Pop Pop. It's worse than a swear. Yeah. (laughs) You seal the door behind you and you start heading out uh, down this uh, causeway over magma. Again, steam blasting you from time to time. Definitely a place to end a Terminator once and for all uh, (coughs) as you make your way out. Then you see as you make uh, as you head out a main central area where a lot of uh, power is generated and somehow accumulated here within this gnomish technological city marvel. You see uh, a strange bluish light uh, moving around and throbbing that does not seem to be gnomish technology or gnomish magic at all. And Vessel, you see uh, around that uh, uh, two gnomes climbing around trying to deal with this particular uh, device. Um, You're not sure if they're trying to uh, fix it or move it, um, but then you realize they are not gnomes. They are too tall, too hunched over, and too undead. And the both of you feel a sense of unease about your magic. Perfect. <laughs> Did you guys get this unfeeling? This feeling? I mean, I don't Not know. Yet. Hmm. We haven't approached our um, arc yet. They ran back the other way. Yeah. To the squires! <laughs> uh-huh. There are others here. So, Pop-Pop, full disclosure, we can't deal with Full this. disclosure now! <laughs> we, we can't deal with... I saw you in the centerfold. We I can't know. deal with the... The cascading arc until sunset tomorrow. Uh, my- I told you, there's three of these arcs throughout Calivier. Why are we here now? Look, there's some people that can answer some questions. I don't know if you want to do that. How about you stay here and see what you can calculate from here, and Vessel and I will go check oh, it out. Oh, I so want him to say he doesn't say anything. That's a good idea. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Starts running some computations in his head. Okay. All right. We'll be right back. 
Come on, Vessel. We don't close this until tomorrow. Yeah, but those aren't... Look at those guys. Do we take care of them now, or do we wait till tomorrow? As far as I'm concerned, we don't let this out of our sight until we have to deal with it. The undead should be dealt with. Yeah. Undead, you hate undead. To yeah. Terrible. Uh, Vessel draws his weapon, readies his shield, and begins to stomp towards the creatures that are present. All right, feeling as close behind, and as you head in, you feel a wave of chaos uh, wash over you, and you have odd sensations hitting you. I need each of you to make a Wisdom 11 saving throw, please. My Wisdom 11... Eleven. Oh, there the it is. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> oh, oh, I gotta reroll. <clears throat> I don't want to start with that. Uh, oh, it's it's an eleven though. Oh. All right, you feel a strange chaos of wanting to lash out violently, but you are able to maintain your sense. There is a waving sensation as though uh, Professor Xavier is causing a lot of trouble uh, for the hotel around you, uh, is the nice. vibe that you're getting. Uh, right. As chaos waves start to uh, wash over you, then you start to experience strange effects as you get closer and closer. Um, and, uh, Vessel, you can choose, you can choose effect, uh, one, which is biological. Yeah. <laughs> I'd go with um, that for Vessel. Yeah. Uh, or you can, uh, choose two uh which is uh wild as hell oh no answer is vessel not christopher please <laughs> <laughs> and then fiona will get the other one that you don't choose ah. oh i i bear Ooh. what it is yes uh, i will choose wild wild you get a you feel fine you feel a, a change but chaos but you resist it and then you feel a sense that that door that is locked behind you you have a slight slight itching to open because you believe when you open it it'll open to somewhere different than it did before okay fiona you cry out in pain and take four points of i have no idea type of damage as a as as it's described here, the target Spiona now has three legs spaced evenly around her pelvis, <laughs> and oh. you drop to the ground as this leg comes. Your father cries out from a maybe eighty feet back. Sparks, what's wrong? Oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. This is a little it's <laughs> fine. This, this, does this, the, this, does this, this damage? Yeah. <laughs> Fiona, does this him. damage bypass the temporary hit no, points? You can, you can have a hit. Okay. Then, uh, yeah, the temp hit points absorb the damage. You, you have three legs. I know. <laughs> it's just more asses I can kick. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I said ass. This, that was fast. This is why we are friends. 
<laughs> Undead to kill. All right, you close in. Make another willpower 11 saving throw for each of you. Jeez. 18. 17. Okay, uh, you guys are fine there. Uh, vessel, you can choose a biological effect. Um, or... Uh, you can choose a spell limitation effect. Become a real boy vessel. <laughs> I will. Everything spells. <laughs> I will choose. They taste like metal. The biological. All right, you have uh, the whatever the Warforge equivalent of skin erupting into countless weeping boils. Ooh. spread across your body um, oozing out who knows what kind of liquid as this chaos effect washes over you uh, you take no damage but wow. there's it is very very nasty Fiona I'm just start rusting you sense that your magic is not functioning make a highest magic related skill that you have like uh, religion or uh, or arcana um, crafting <laughs> Yeah, uh, I mean, magical craft. Crafting is not a skill, but uh, Arcana, a an eighteen. Eighteen. Uh, you know that there is now a required step for you to cast a spell. You must light a small candle before you cast each spell. Okay. That's like the description of all of my spells. <laughs> like a candle wick. <laughs> uh, and that is your effects as you guys have gotten about halfway closing the distance to the net. Continuing on. Make wow. wisdom saving throws. 11. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. 19. 19. Ooh, nice. Oh. You guys resist a temptation to join into this chaos uh, as these oh. waves are emanating out from clearly some sort of rift in the ley lines. Uh, and then Vessel, you get to choose between a, because you're first, a biological effect or a restrictive, physically restrictive effect. I don't think it's the dude. Interesting. I'll choose the physically restrictive. All right. You are suddenly bound up by uh, red hot iron chains that are connected to the ground, and you take uh, 14 points of fire damage <laughs> and are currently attached to the ground and will continue to take some damage if you don't get out of those quickly. Okay. Fiona, this chaos magic that washes over you. The three legs. Your. <laughs> Recipient's arms disappear until sunset tomorrow. Jeez. Ah! What? No. Okay. Um, how close are we to... You're three quarters of the way of getting to the zombies. What's, uh, how, how many feet uh, is that? Say 50 feet. Okay. The cannon on my shoulder is going to fire at okay. one of them. Followed closely by the cannon on Vessel's shoulder. <laughs> okay. Do we continue on? Hold. I got no arms, but I do have three legs. <laughs> uh, She's 20, kicking the cannon. 23 is a hit. Um, 21 points wow. of uh, <laughs> she's, fire damage. She's deadly. Oh, wow. That's huge. Uh, all right. You deliver a blow, and you hear a gasp 
from a undead zombie around uh, the the strange device with the with the blue aura. That same one is gonna Vessel's cannon is gonna fire for a twenty. Is a hit for nine points of force damage. Oh, you almost blast the creature off of this catwalk into the magma it does below. Move five feet. Um, <laughs> you knock the creature <laughs> off the catwalk and nice. it incinerates and dies. Oh my nice. god, uh, that is awesome. Lead with that one next time. <laughs> it's a one-off. <laughs> 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 little Iron Man 2 bitterness from me. It still makes no sense. <laughs> uh, all right. It's a laser thing. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. I'll go after the other one if I can. Oh, you got uh, to, uh, another turn to do something? Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, Before Vessel, we move, if we don't have to move. Vessel, are you doing anything this round? Uh, Vessel needs to leave himself of these chains. Okay. Um, make uh, an athletics roll. Athletics 12. Athletics 12. An 8. All right. You take 8 points of burning <clears throat> fire damage. And now it's a new round. You can do something, Fiona, but aren't you guys... are all the sensible ones? Hmm? I said, aren't you all the sensible ones of the group? You were taking care of business. <laughs> uh, you guys need to make um, another round of wisdom saving throws 11s. Jesus. Oh, Done. Those have been great for you guys. 19. Really good for you guys. Wow. Yeah, we got some smarties. Um, okay. Vessel, while still bound. You can choose detonation or ice. <laughs> I'm in the chains. I choose ice. Ice. You choose ice, and the ice suddenly covers the ground around you to a depth of five inches underneath this metal walkway, then drops, hits the, a grill underneath you, then drops into the lava, hisses, and you get some extra steam, and you take just one point of fire damage. That brings detonation over to you, Fiona. Um, a magical blast detonates at your location. You are unharmed, and Vessel, you are hit for 11 points of force damage. Fantastic. Oh, my God. Vessel, you may now attempt to get out, uh, and we will say it's slightly weakened the chains to try and help you out a little bit. You have advantage on your athletics roll. Fantastic. Uh, dirty 20 or 22. Okay. And you are able to get out of these chains and leave them behind. You still hear your father. Sparks, what's happening? We're all right. We're all right. <laughs> no arms, three legs. I'm good. Wave to me, darling. I'm fine, Dad. I'm fine. <laughs> when did this become Looper? <laughs> uh, what would you like to do, Fiona? Fire off another sh shot at the other dude. All right, go for it. <sighs> an 11. Uh, an 11 is a miss. Can Vessel's cannon. A 22. As a hit. Nine points of force damage and five feet back of movement. Uh, okay, that creature is not close enough, but you're able to push it closer to the edge. Uh, and how much damage did you say? Nine. Nine. Uh, nine points of damage. 
It is uh, a new round. What would you guys like to do? I know. Roll wisdom save that you've made every turn. <laughs> oh, man. 16. Um, <clears throat> 17. 17. You resist a chaotic urge to flood your mind. Uh, Vessel, you have a choice. Why is always Vessel's choice? <laughs> Uh, you you choose this time. <laughs> nope. You've been doing great. Vessel, you have You're a way choice. Worse if you didn't have any arms. Of. As long as you still cast spells, be fine. Spell restriction. <laughs> USA. And biology. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll take biology for 200 pack. <laughs> maybe, maybe they'll give her arms back I don't know uh, I will take spell restriction spell restriction uh, it is now arms back. it yeah. is now viewed that Soline magic in this city is strictly controlled so if they see you casting any Soline magic you could get into uh, uh, legal trouble here now okay um, what Biology over to Fiona. Your hair is now replaced by very fine silver wire. That's fun. Yes. Yeah, you're no man. You might use that though, right? <laughs> and oh what would God. you like to do, Vessel? I need wire. Uh, I need to. And there is a possible uh, battle map of just relative locations is to look there? at. Oh, wow. I have no active encounter. Uh, the casting of uh, the... Uh, the the enemy creature is still there. Yep. Um, yeah, it's moving forward and casting Sanctuary as I engage the creature. Sanct well, what's what? So you're moving forward? Moving forward. And you're casting Sanctuary. Yes. Wow. Okay. What does Sanctuary do? Tell the audience. Uh, protects uh, me from enemy attack. <clears throat> enemy has to make a saving throw to make a successful attack okay. against me. Fiona, what are you doing with three legs and no arms? Firing some cannons. Okay. A 16. 16 is a hit. Uh, 18 points of... Uh, fire damage. That is so intense. Uh, is a big, huge hit. A 26. Is a huge hit. 10 points of force damage, pushing the creature back five well, feet. Well, it's not necessary. He had exactly 10 nice. points left. You obliterate the last zombie, which, by the way, Chris, explodes in a five-foot radius each time they are killed, but you guys are nowhere within five, so you are safe from that. You see no signs of enemies. This uh, sweet-looking uh, map, by the way, that we are looking at was made by uh, a gentleman a gentleman or lady by the name of Aloe Vera uh, on the Dungeon Alchemy, so that was pretty slick looking. It's ridiculously cool. Oh, it's awesome. And what would you guys like to do? 
Oh, you see before you, uh, maybe 40 feet away where the two zombies were at, you see a strange tuning fork looking device, part metalish, but with some stone looking base, almost like a tripod mounted thing with a uh, blue light uh, emanating from it and a, se a tremendous sense of chaos to magic happening right now. We should go back, come back. I mean, I don't want to leave this chamber, but I feel like we need to go back, maybe get further away from this thing to avoid any more crazy things happening. We have to. The timing is not right. Correct. Uh, then, uh, yeah, then we've got to turn back. Yeah, okay. I don't want my dad to see me like this, but... <laughs> You guys head back and you head back and out of the I'm faster with three feet. Do so I have 30 feet? 30 yeah, we'll, feet of movement? We'll now? give you five extra nice. feet of movement. Five. As you walk back through One the steam, uh, you hear your father go, What is that? And then you go, What's that? Fiona, what's happened? Oh, some chaos magic. I'll be all right. <laughs> Vessels behind you're going, Shaggy said no. <laughs> we we've got to get you to a doctor. No, like we have a doctor right here. Shh, Everyone who's okay, give a thumbs up. <laughs> easy, easy. Come this way. Take my hand, Fiona. <laughs> well, give him a foot. I need uh. Vessel to... will <clears throat> scoop her up and carry her. Out. All right. Would you like to take the way and open up the door out? <clears throat> What's that? Would you like to take the way and open the door out? Uh, there's. A belief that the door leads to someplace different. I don't remember. Yes. Yeah. The. <laughs> you had an overwhelming urge to leave. To leave. Because it goes somewhere else. We uh, need to go then. We need to get you to a doctor. No, I'm fine. We have vessels better than any doctor you've ever met. All right, then we'll take her back to our place. And he Let's heads go. to the door. Let's... He go. opens the door then, the and door. it opens up, and it is a normal hallway outside. And you guys go out, and he closes it and tries to make the tape look like you haven't violated the seal. And you head back to your place, where your mom is freaking out. Oh, my stars! What's happened? Blah, blah. <laughs> Am I still under the sense that is magic that Fiona the Barfie city is or people around yes. her? I just, I just assume it's everyone freaking out at a wire-haired girl with three legs. Yeah, and no and arms. No arms. <laughs> You maybe said it was some sort of ventriloquist puppet on the way back. I just need to rest. <laughs> We're still overconfident. Sleep a couple hours of shut eye will fix this. It's the way it works is you take damage from ego first, then temporary hit points, then your natural. And isn't that till after sunset tomorrow? So we're kind of fucked for what we need to do here. Let's get Fiona a pedicure. It's going to cost more. That third foot's going to be minging. About 50% more. You are resting. Your father says... Uh, look, we'll get you a, a room here. When well, I'm get your room, we'll get your room here straightened up, uh, and you can stay with us as long as you want. Uh, I'll, 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 I can find some sort of specialist. We can reach outside we're the fine, city. We're fine. We're fine. Like you, I said, you have no arms. <laughs> you have an extra whatever that is in between there. And and it's look a, at the hair. He seems more upset about the hair. I know. I'm a fright, frightful mess right now. But when we fix what's wrong, 
I'm confident everything will go back to normal. <laughs> You've shared so much confidence today, Sparks. And you saw, but you saw what we saw. There is a definite problem that was not there. There is definitely a problem last time that I've so, seen. Yeah. Right here. <laughs> so if it did this to me, imagine what it could do to the whole city. <laughs> then let's bring in some some soldiers or something. We don't need soldiers. We need Vessel and Fiona. Can you stop oozing on the sheets, Vessel? <laughs> <laughs> he has boils still oozing all over the place. Fantastic. Thunk two uh, disabled placards come out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, you need your rest, and we'll talk about this in the morning. Yep. Where, where's mental damage in this game? Yeah. <laughs> right. Holy moly. All right. Uh, we are Can, back. Yes. Go uh, ahead. Vessel needs to identify the ailments that are going on. Mm -hmm. uh, can he identify if they're magical or are they curses? Uh, they are kind of magical, thing. not curses, not natural diseases. No. No. So would he be in the belief that uh, dispelling these types of things would it have an effect? It is possible. All right. You got to be third level now. Uh, then he's going to be uh, relearning some spells. Okay. Get back to him. Gotcha. All right, we're back in Castle Lathano. Woo! Uh, you guys are going up the stairs. Yep. You open up the door. Sounds and, fun. <laughs> uh, to the top, and you see a, an empty attic-looking place with dust, some windows looking out brightly onto the horizon, uh, dusty-looking windows, some things covered in tarps and such, and underneath one tarp, you see a blue light and a huge wave of chaotic uh, energy washes over you, even slightly affecting your synapses in your brain. Oop, don't want to get too close to that. And Certainly don't want to stay close. Close to it for and very long. And he closes the door. <laughs> away. I need, that can't possibly be what we're here for. <laughs> I need Aragus. That would be very bad for one's health, I believe. I need Aragus and Valamir to make uh, no. wisdom saving throws. 11. Wisdom saving throws. 12 for the knight commander. Uh, 15 16. for Aragus. Okay. You have a sense of responding negatively to the chaos, but you do not. Right. There's nothing else uh, unusual <laughs> other than this terrible, weird, chaotic sight. We don't have to make choices nope. <laughs> before we continue uh Aragus, uh pats valamir on the back valamir this will take every effort we have i believe in you and i can give you heroism which is uh, immunity to frightened again plus two to your temporary hit points, hit for points every right. round i believe in me too thank you it's uh, it's a th it's a wee thing but <laughs> what, what is this, this magic how do we defeat it uh sunset tomorrow <laughs> what? There's must... yeah yeah go ahead. Yes, we must address this at sunset tomorrow. There's have no fear. Find courage now, wizard. I just gave him courage. Didn't we you will end this together. Correct. Where's sunset my arm? Tomorrow. <laughs> Valmain. What? No, it's that's Valamir. me. <laughs> Valmain. Valmain. No, Valmain. Valmain. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a middle name? <laughs> uh, it's Aragus. We are going to barricade this door from inside this room. I need you and your other knights to guard the rest of the castle should anything try to get in and stop us. I can do that. Thank you. <laughs> that that was, I thought that was going to be a lot harder. <laughs> he says it will um, be done. We will camp here until sunset tomorrow evening. 
If you have any rations, that would be helpful as well. He snaps, up here, up here! And uh, Squire Uljin and another unnamed squire come up, and he says, you guard this door and let no one come in. And he says, I will let the others know. And Uljin says, all right, we'll guard the door and not let anyone, including you, come in. And they go all the way down the stairs. <laughs> There's like 300 knights in this castle. No, no. Um, is there... Um, <laughs> right! They both leave. <laughs> Uh, we're, you said we're like up in a tower somewhere. Are there windows uh, out of this tower? That we yeah, can... you guys go inside and close the door. No, <laughs> that's where all the chaos magic is. Okay, what are you doing? We're gonna stay outside until sunset, until close to sunset. So tomorrow. you're closing the door and sitting on the steps. Essentially, yeah. We're gonna like if there's like um, an alcove or something um, on the stairway or even right. another room. Well, while we were in the actual room, uh, so we found the. Cascading arc, correct? I don't know. We found a tarp with blue light. You didn't let me do much else. You're like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, um, we didn't pull out the alignment rod. We didn't do. <laughs> well, we don't want to do any of those things until tomorrow. So, um, I, I mean, if you would like to explore that room more, you are welcome to. Uh, I'm uh, somewhat leery of it. The chaos magic in there is clear warning to anybody with any sense <laughs> that they should stay away from that area. Have I mentioned I'm fragile? <laughs> I suppose it couldn't hurt if we regain our energy for the coming bout. Indeed, I am have very little spell ability left, so it would be best if we perhaps rested, and uh, we have until tomorrow. Very good. Argus will hold X and camp for the night. Okay. Okay. Um, and also, just to mention... <laughs> Aragus over the last couple of days has noticed Valamir interacting with his spell book a little more often than normal. Like, you know, it's like kind of a wizard and a spell book's relationship is already kind of weird. Um, and like Valamir's been making it. Yeah, so this, this is sometime, sometime in, the, in the evening, I suppose. Valamir, I notice you're clutching yourself to your spells an awful lot lately, and I'm wondering if it hasn't much to do with what we're about to face, or perhaps what we have faced recently. There's, um, it does have little to do with both, but I've been, um, feeling the growth in my book as a, I've, as a order of the scribe. You have to understand I have a special relationship with my, with my spell book. It, it goes beyond a normal wizard's relationship with their spellbook. This is sounding really good. <laughs> I, I understand some of the pages get sticky from time to time. But you open it up and it's just magic mouth, magic mouth, magic mouth, magic mouth. And a little mage hand. That was a magic butt. Yes, well, something has been troubling me as well, but, but on your account, you see, it... All while we were doing our uh, 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 deposition with the Cabal, I kept wondering how it is so quickly they learned of your father's malpractices, shall we call it, and within a year's time they have managed to learn of his uh, magical learn abilities and what his research foretells. But more than that, they seem to already have deciphered a great deal of it. That is, of course, before we showed up and you helped them along. 
I would not consider it a great deal, although they did have possession of my father's uh, works for some time, and they have their own their own processes and their own knowledges that w what they would consider uh, robust, but as remedial as they may be um, compared to the Grayspell work. Well, of course, I just... It, it seemed rather odd to me that they were so inclined in keeping the research to themselves and even sort of the mention of you continuing on with their the books and such seemed to kind of turn a, a sour note on them. They didn't seem to like it very much, even though it is rightfully your property, as is everything in your father's dwellings. I do not disagree, and I will have those <clears throat> things back in the end, but um, the, my father fought and battled against the Cabal, and they took his works and within that process. So it is natural that they would covet it. It is aiding them in their work. And I would not expect them to be very keen on returning such things to myself, but well, that will... Certainly it's not an easy thing to come by, such <clears throat> a, a beautiful calligraphy of spell work and such research. And I'm, as I said, I will see it return to its proper place. And I do understand your concern, and they do have gained much in the way of knowledge that it could be concerning. Well, this is only one of my concerns, but back to the matter at hand. He clutches his yeah. Give me the book for <laughs> 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 Um Yes, I, I can only hope to assist you in growing your magical potential, and I hope you don't look too far inward and forget to look outward. You make a good point. I didn't expect that. Well, <laughs> I am at times a uh, <clears throat> obsessed individual, and that perspective is helpful. Thank and you, Ergus. kind of pulls out his smaller... Um, like kind of joke book, if you will, of like notes and so there's uh, like pages all spell book it, to joke yeah, book. It, it's really well, like that's a little condescending. It, it's the <laughs> level two joke yeah. coming at you. It's like a Gideon's Bible size. It's like a tiny book. The papers uh, are disheveled and everything. There's little bookmarks and tassels all over it. Um, and he just goes back to writing. And so he kind of perches himself up on the windowsill and is just looking out to the moonlight as we kind of fade our evening all right uh you guys rest close to the door outside of it with the squires on guard there is a swinging open of the door to fiona's room in the morning and your father <laughs> <laughs> if if i may yes <clears throat> i would uh, like to have attempted hey. to dispel some of these items that are upon us did you have that spell ready to go the night before uh, or in the morning. Uh, I need I need no. a rest period. Yeah, to... so just just wait till after oh, this okay, moment, okay. and then you're good to go. Mm -hmm. uh, your father comes running yeah, in and says, "Sparks, get up and, and be quiet." Uh, and he throws the blanket off of you. Uh, the, there's uh, the police are at the door. Okay. Uh, get out of bed. Get your stuff. We've got to hide you. I got all my stuff. Uh, and he takes you by the ah he. They're <laughs> <laughs> looking for a girl with red hair and two legs. I can hide myself. <laughs> I just need you to do one thing. 
he says, be quiet and listen for one. You have two legs again, by the way. Uh, but your hair is still messed up and you have no <laughs> arms. Uh, you no longer have boils, by the way. Uh, oh, but you have scratched them all free. But you've ruined like the ground oozing ground throughout the night as you dripped onto things uh, there. Um, and you hear another bang, 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 and you hear, open up! We have reason to believe still that uh, you've accessed uh, the foundry levels below uh, one uh, Fiona Tumblepot, and that magic of a holy nature is being cast. Bang, 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 bang. And your father says, just come with me. I have a place to hide you. We got a hide vessel, too. He says, I have, I have a, just the spot for him. Okay. <laughs> and he pushes you guys down and um you hear your mother saying, uh, just one moment. And no, that was your dad. And then he pushes you down uh <laughs> down into his workshop down below with that narrow winding staircase vessel. You scrape your way down there, and then he opens up a trap door into a sub-basement area with just some uh, boxes that are really tightly packed. And Fiona, you were able to drop down in. He uh, puts a lantern down there with you, and then a vessel. He says, get in, get in, and, and crunches you down in there and uh, can't quite get the door to close because you're so big. And he adjusts, you know, hunch, hunch, and just flips open the trap door. So you kind of become the floor with your back up against okay. uh, the, where the hole is at. <laughs> All right. And uh, then he goes off and he opens up the door and says, yeah, what? No, this is unheard of. No, no, I filled it out. And he engages with several police and you hear him doing some sort of GG and gnome Gestapo type thing. <laughs> <laughs> looking through, well, uh, there is your daughter. <laughs> Tell me where your daughter is now. May I enjoy what I assume is a glass of milk? From this is about gnomes. You have to think like a gnome. Fiona and Frank. You have to know where a gnome would hide. She is hiding under the floor for us. <laughs> Does she know common language? Uh. People die. <laughs> And uh, after a while, they threaten. Well, we'll be keeping an eye on this place. And no, 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 everything's in fine. She said she's heading out soon and um, closes the door. Port Heath, um, you guys are woken up. Caven and Cool, uh, you were given some food. Uh, and uh, Jira is there. And he says, so what is the plan for today? You have five more days of the boat rent. We only need one. No, 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 no. <laughs> no we're not. We're not staying here. We'll, we'll use Cole. all five days. Cole. Not a no. Cole. Today though, we do need to go back out to the scary lady. Ooh. <laughs> it's fine. I, I, it's fine. So last night I would have cast heroism on a coal. Okay. I like that better though. Yeah, that's way better. <laughs> what that Can you cast it when you get there? I'm a, I'm a brave boy. It's good. We so fright lasts you longer than a minute. Yes. You didn't okay. cast heroism. You were holding him all night. It's okay. It's okay. You're a hero. You're a hero. Boys, don't cry. You're so strong. We you're got... so strong. Not strong enough to hold a sword, but you're so strong. <laughs> it's all through it. 
what we need is we're going to go back out there. And at sunset today, we're going to fix this whole mess. I have a question for you, Dira. When we saw you the first time, you were underwater for a while with that uh, breathing helmet you had. I call it my breathing helmet. It's genius. Do you have another? No. Can we make one? Possibly. Do you have time for a montage? (laughs) (laughs) Always have time for a montage. (laughs) S is for the salt upon the sea. C is for the water I will see. He says, uh, then yes, um, but it'll cost you. I understand. Cable will pay for it. Cable will pay for it. It'll cost a gold for the supplies and the work that we'll need to do. Very well. And if you have got money to spend, uh, Ahita had some of those magics. Uh, they might help you too. I've used one that helped uh, light, even if it's in the water. Uh, and then there's big tales of his sky maker, uh, but it's all expensive. Let us visit this man. Oh God. Again. <laughs> Again. <laughs> Again. <laughs> Go with God, my son. Uh, all right, you guys um, meet up with Ahita, an old man in the town again. He does offer a couple of things for sale. For five silver, he can uh, sell you water lights uh, that are almost like a water flare. You drop, and then it lights up only in the water, and then slowly descends, uh, and it lasts, uh, like, say, a good minute at that depth, and then it goes out as soon as it touches the ground. A lot of his little things deal with touching the seafloor. And then he has a Sky Maker, which is his most expensive. That is 20 gold pieces. It lasts just one minute. uh, And you drop that, and it slowly goes down and does nothing. And then once it touches the floor, it immediately evaporates a huge amount of water. uh, For one minute. And then holds it at bay for a minute. Convenient. That's That's way better than what he described the first time. (laughs) Just a lot of incense. Don't we all have pocket dust? Oh, you have that. Fiona does. Uh, and then the, they're working on, uh, Jira and Tima are working on trying to hook up a, another uh, line, breathing tube. Perfect. How long will it take us to use this alignment rod? You're the guy with the magic. <laughs> You're supposed to. Know, you were there for the meeting. He was instinctively turning to Valamir, who was not there. <laughs> There's usually three of them. What the hell? I, it's it's however long they told you. I didn't write that down. Right, right. It's supposed to be pretty quick, though, if I understand. It, as long as we're within, if I heard right, about thirty minutes of each other, then the whole thing should align. So we got to time it right. Hmm. I certainly don't have enough gold for 30 of these sky makers. No. We'll no, buy. I don't think we need one. No. We'll buy two sky makers and two water lights. That should be 42 gold. Uh, 41. 41 gold. And they are yours. You now have those, Caven. Uh, and Ahita is grateful. Plus um, one gold for the supplies to make another ble- breathing helmet. Yep. So that's 42. 
And Cole will do what he can to help out with making the breathing helmet, if he can help out. Okay, you guys get to work. The montage begins. Your choice of MacGyver or A-Team uh, of what the montage takes. And uh, they start working and get on the cables, trying to attach it in another spool and another That's little bellows to get the air through. Uh, at the same time, we have Valamir and uh, Aragus. Anything you're doing throughout the day? I think your goal was sunset. Um, yeah, mostly we're trying to regain spell slots and yeah. um, done. You guys are, are recovering. You're getting some good food. You're uh, I'm uh, updating. I don't know if you're updating the Night Commander on the situation. Yeah. Or? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, maybe leaving out some details. Loose on a few details, right. but you essentially know. we're helping the Queen and her ilk. Um, yeah. And this is we're uh, working closely yeah. with the Cabal. Queen's Queen's Cabal should be like a. Hopefully an official enough title for okay. him. To... <laughs> and then Vessel, back in Ganderlock, you had some uh, thing you wanted to do. Uh, yes. Uh, wanted to check on our resting, that we did get some rest. We did recover did. a bit. Everything's recovered. Fantastic. Uh, yes. Um, for the more serious ailment upon Fiona, I'm trying to remove the magic that is removing her arms. This is a third level casting of Dispel Magic? Yes. Okay. Um... Any spell of third level or lower on the target ends. Fourth level or higher, make a check. You cast your dispel magic, and two arms <laughs> appear. Nice. Oh, dis- my goodness. <laughs> I'm guessing you want to keep the hair. Um, Yeah, don't waste the spell on that. That's fine. We need uh-huh. some wire cutters to get rid of the <laughs> Wire cutters. <laughs> Could come in handy. Just yes, I have the boils wore off the uh, that door. I think I can move forward with what we have. You have not tried opening a door yet. I have not tried opening <laughs> a door yet. Does a trap door count? <laughs> uh, that yeah, that is it. Okay. Uh, anything else you guys want to do heading towards sunset? Uh, not until we're we're on our way. Okay. Uh, well, what time of day is it now? Whatever. you It's your guys' day. Anyone in any region want to do? I'm just fast forwarding sunset. Unless you have cool plans, go for it. Um, no, I mean, you know, a little bit before sunset, I want to go make sure we can, like, I'm not waiting till sunset and then smashing the door open sure. and going, let's go, and then, you know, running into a bunch of shit and you being like, nope. All right. Um. Yeah. Uh, yeah I have, I a, pl- have, I have a plan to get us. Mm-hmm. To get us back there without being seen. Tell me. Well, I hand you a dagger. I'm going to need you to hurt me. <laughs> and then I'm going to cast a spell on you. I need you to break every oath you've ever yeah. sworn. <laughs> just, <laughs> a little, <laughs> just a little. Just a little. Just a little oath breaking. Just a light, light oath breaking. <laughs> Remember Bali. <laughs> I'm unable to do that. Just a little one? No. Okay, I'll have Pop Pop do it. <laughs> he probably liked to do that right about <laughs> dad can you stand alright anything else you guys want to do nope We're in the middle of a montage counting down yeah. okay it is then uh, the sun is beginning to start to dip and a boat is being rowed out heavily laden with two goliaths a scaven- a salvager and his son and two spools with huge hoses and two masks uh, as you start heading out Caven uh, had rough directions and uh, now Jira knows it too of a couple spires and then beyond out towards where you were aiming 
before and you row and you row and jira says this is more than i agreed to but i don't like what i'm and he looks very he he is seems scared unable to finish the sentence hey caven can you help him out a little bit? I cast heroism on him. Oh, okay. You cast heroism, and he suddenly, his eyes, his eyebrows furrow, and then he starts digging in more and more to the water and increasing the pace out uh, to the, your destination with focus. Uh, and doesn't seem at all as much concerned now about staying in place because uh, he was going to leave you guys behind and get on the safe line. So yeah, he's going out. Uh, at the same time, Aragus and Valamir, you two are walking up uh, to the final steps outside the door. You can see the sky just starting to get orangey. Um, yeah, talking to Knight Commander Valmain, um, as we approach the door, um, uh, Aragus will just say to him, all right. The hour is almost upon us. Fate is behind that door. Um, <clears throat> I forgot his name for a second. I'm sorry. Uh, <clears throat> Sir Knight, you and your men are about to face the ultimate challenge. Keeping two lowly servants of this kingdom. Well, I wouldn't say lowly. Now. Keeping two humble... I'm... Servants of this queendom <laughs> safe from harm, and we in return will protect this world. And I'll pat him on the shoulder because he's a couple steps below me. Yep, uh, and I will cast heroism on him because I don't have to use a spell slot for it. I know it's only a couple minutes, but just to give him that quick boost to send the message back down to all of his soldiers. All right, uh, and I will. And your plan is for them to hold the stairwell at all costs, yes, and uh. Uh, kind of throw in a, if anything sounds real bad, yeah. come on Inside in. Inside the room, <laughs> go ahead and join um, us, yeah. Yeah, but if they if they can manage to, it's basically, if anyone tries to get in, yeah. stop them. I okay. think, that, yeah, I like that. Fiona and Vessel, you guys are heading back to your lower foundry level. Yes, it should yes. Be easy. Fiona's going to cast Disguise Self okay. on her and then cast Invisibility on Vessel. Wow. All right. A lot of magic thrown down. Okay. I mean, we could have made it like a lot if, easier. I feel like if we get seen on the street, we're in trouble. Okay. So she's going to make herself look like her dad. Okay. Which, for just real quick, it's crazy that you're in your home city after all this time and you have to do, resort to this to save that city. That's, yeah, really, that's well, pretty crazy. Fucking gnomes. A little after show thought. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> all right, you, uh, your before you cast the spell uh, to turn into your father, you turn to your father, and uh, I was trying to hoping to get out of there without talking. To uh, he's <laughs> <laughs> he says, uh, uh, Sparks, I need you to stay here. You take care of of, of Mima. Then you come back. They'll come back, and he says, and you make sure she. He looks around. There's no vessel. <laughs> For the first time. And then she turns back around, and he's facing an exact copy of himself. Ah! We'll be goes, back soon. <laughs> so weird. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I've learned some tricks. 
and he watches you go and looks out the door as he disappears. Some neighbor comes by, he closes the door so he doesn't get seen twice, and you guys head out. You make your way through the city, down some stairs to a lower level, and you are outside that door with the tape and a young gnome by the name of Penwive standing guard outside. He is sitting on like the little vault-like door, little ledge, just sitting there and bored and playing with some little bouncy ball. What are you doing? Why are you here at this hour? He looks up and says, uh, 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 Mr. Tumblepot. Yeah. Uh, I, I was assigned to keep an eye on things. Uh, I am vault door custodian, and they said I should make sure this vault door is not tampered with and, and maintain it for the next two weeks. Apparently, someone tried to get in here. You're you're gonna stick here, stay here for two weeks. You don't, don't take any breaks or uh, anything until I'm relieved. I, I don't know when that is. I'm your relief. Make a deception with advantage. It's an eighteen. He said, "What? Well, thank you. Of course. I was getting rough on my little bum there. <laughs> yeah, you well, look hungry. Go get some food. All right, I'll let them know you're on duty then. Okay. And he springs off. <laughs> uh, Secret dude. And they, go, they go in. You open up the door. You have a wave of chaos energy start to hit you. You can see foundry smoke, uh, magma underneath. You see no corpses walking as you have already defeated them. Uh, as you make your way through, you have those senses of, of strange chaotic feelings and strange effects. However, we are on the ocean waves where Caven holds out a hand to stop the boat. And uh, Jira stops and he says, I'm just going to hold us here and not drop anchor. Are you sure you want to do this? Yes. And You're only going to be brave for one minute. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be your anchors. Uh, oh, nice. Uh, and Teeman nice. starts to get uh, ready and hands you each a mask to help see better. And then a tube with a very crude mouthpiece to put inside your mouth. And then he starts doing like a dance dance revolution on two bellows, one foot <laughs> underneath each one, forcing strange plasticky metallic tasting air into your lungs. Uh, and that's what you guys see. And we're still in the boat, right? You are still in the boat. Okay. Here we go. Morning star out. <laughs> Hopefully I can find my sword. I hope you do find her. And Cole's going to sit on the edge and go backwards. You splash in. You swing wildly and are not, <laughs> not immediately Wait. attacked. Before before we dive over, too, I'm, I'm already no. <laughs> before we dive, before we do our scuba roll into the ocean, um, I cast heroism again on the both of us Ooh, at a level whoa. two. Oh, okay. You cast heroism, and you guys boldly navy seal it into the water and start descending and dropping down. You've got your metal armor, but you have strength to overcome that, we said last mm -hmm. session. So you can just let gravity take its course and pull you down, down, down into the, the darkness. It's already hard to see during the daylight. Now with an orange sun casting down some orange rays, it's even harder to see. Shapes of broken columns start to appear as you get darker and darker 
character out of the corner of your eye you see every horrible nasty um, creature unmanageable swarming out just beyond your vision but your heroism keeps that fear at bay until you uh, alight upon the ground uh, as you do so, you see ruins around you, and you see shapes swimming towards you uh, from the darkness. We have a battle map for the nice. two of you here. Here we go. How far away are we from... Well, I guess we'll find out. You'll find out right there. This is a battle map made on the Dungeon Damn Alchemist it. tool by Misselbeck22, by the way. Wow. Thank you, Misselbeck. Yes. Huh. Sound effects provided Four? by Star Wars, huh? or no? As, oh, okay. he just has it available out there. That's and centers. you see, there is a <clears throat> little amphitheater, temple-looking thing, surrounded by pillars with magical energy. You are just maybe twenty feet away from a blue, wow. uh, expanding energy ball with a strange contraption on it, kind of a Y-shaped device on a tripod-looking thing. Uh, to the northeast, you see a movement of a creature, an old-looking haggish woman mm -hmm. making her way through the darkness, looking in your direction. Then to the south, you see two sea spawn uh, swimming your way, humanoid-like creatures that had attacked Cole up at the surface uh, with their nasty claws. They are not amused by your arrival and are closing in how are we right at the time that we needed to be here we think yes okay yeah you, you um, waved us in caven caven throws one of the sky makers about it does a 30 foot sphere you said i did not what'd you say i can't remember dang it it's probably five five foot Probably. What? No. I think it was. It's thirty feet. Okay. Yeah, I would. I would toss it in. He throws I it. Listen to him. He doesn't. He know. tosses it about halfway between where they are and where the blue, shiny stuff is. Okay. You toss it. The small little uh, ball-like device goes. It goes a little far and then slowly sinks and sinks and sinks and then touches the ground and then whoop, a huge 40-foot uh, diameter sphere. Um, I'm sorry. I think, yeah, sphere opens up and immediately removes all standing water in the area. There is an incredible weird visual of that uh, all the way around you. Uh, the creatures that were swimming towards you drop about five or ten feet to the ground and are totally stunned. Fish start falling from the sky. You guys look around and then a, a boat with two people comes crashing down <laughs> from above and the boat just goes smash down. And 40 foot, I have 20 foot radius. No, it's 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 up there. Okay. Uh, and Jira and Teeman are hurt and injured uh, and oh. fall out of the remains of the boat. There's oh, definitely some deed. damage there <laughs> as the creatures uh, are stunned and confused. Well, okay. while they're... And the water is being held. And it's held and holding. The water wants to come in so badly. While they're being stunned and confused... Um, I can't breathe! Kevin <laughs> then pulls out the... Alignment rod. <clears throat> All right, you pull out the alignment rod. As you do so, there are waves of chaos and energy that start to wash over you. You do not need to make any rolls or effects as we will have Valamir and Aragus handle the brunt of that and have what they do become an extension of the rest of Excellent. the party. 
the door to the oh, upper west. We were already doing so well with it. <laughs> the door to the upper west tower in Castle Lothano oh, swung oh open. God. You see dusty stuff like a Harry Potter attic, a Victorian mansion attic, and you see a, a blue energy waving out underneath a tarp. A wave of chaos washes over the two of you, of Aragus and Valamir. I need you guys to make wisdom saving throws, please. Valamir's already been feeding some magic into the tuning rod. Okay. Natural 20. Got that. Uh, a dirty 20. Well, I take back. You resist any effect to start getting involved more, whatever that means I to this chaos. Hey, Jan. <laughs> yeah, and Valamir, you can ignore every request I make of you for that particular role. Excellent. Wow. Will do. That's awesome. Wow. Uh, yes. Which means like they half the group. Just... I have not had a natural 20 in a long yeah. time, too. However, with that said, oh, no. <laughs> strange effects start to happen to you guys with no saving throw required. Uh -huh. Who is going in first? Valamir. Valamir is going in first. A strange effect starts to wash over you and Aragus. You can choose which one affects you. The other will affect Aragus. Uh-huh. Is it... <laughs> <laughs> is it metal? Or uh, or sound. Oh fuck me. Um, I don't. Poof! Know. Your wish is granted. <laughs> Metal or sound? Metal. Metal for Valamir. Oh. Uh, a steel brace latches around one of your legs and uh, has a, a, a lock around it and a small lock around it, locking your leg into place, unable to freely move whatsoever. All right. Uh, that's all that happens to you. To Aragus, you hear your own voice taunting you inside your head with your many, many failures. <laughs> I would like to hear just one instance of your own voice taunting you with your many failures. Oh, God. Do you brush your teeth with a hammer? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Each time I come back to you, I will require... I'll burn all of my vicious mockery on myself. <laughs> I will require another taunting failure. All right. Uh, I'll have to roll the damage. <laughs> I need Valamir to, uh, as you break out the rod, you point it at the device, as does Fiona mm -hmm. uh, at the same. You guys are also being inundated with these chaotic magics and effects, but again, they will all be carried by Valamir and Aragus's scene uh, for that effect. However, uh, we are still, uh, so as you are doing that, Fiona, Valamir is doing it. Valamir's successes, though, are essentially yours. So, Valamir, I need you to make an arcana roll. Uh -huh. uh, you need four successes. So uh -huh. this is your first attempt. Your arcana roll is 16 as you have the alignment rod pointed at the cascading arc device. And again, all of this is to connect and uh, and reconnect to the, uh, the the ley line damage here, and then back outside of Caterbrin. Cool. However, <clears throat> you can—I don't know, damn it—through the power of friendship, <laughs> take eight points of damage. And if Aragus also agrees to take eight points of damage, to drop that from a sixteen to a fourteen—that's not worth it for what we have to do. I don't think that's. I th Two points. How many hit points? Uh, how many hero points do you let's have? Let's see how many successes we get, and let's, okay. let's see how we're rolling. How many successes do I need? Four. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay, okay how many chances do I get? Four. <laughs> as, as many as you can handle. <laughs> how many arms do you have? Uh, okay. Yeah, maybe um, you put that alignment rod in your teeth. Uh, <laughs> do bardic inspiration count towards this? 
Oh, yeah. Uh, you got him, motherfucker. <laughs> you get a bardic inspiration. Points inspired. Thank you. Um, okay. Uh, plus eight. being made, and I can and I can choose that bardic inspiration after the roll. Yep. Correct. Yes. Yep. All right. Yes, you can. Arcana sixteen. Uh, how about a twenty? Uh, twenty-three to start. Huge. All right. Mark down one success. You and Fiona and what may be uh cave and i go to step forward but i'm still locked yes uh and uh Aragus, you are definitely giving him your support mm-hmm. meanwhile we have our two goliaths uh and you have creatures of the sea that are closing in on you are they slower now that they're not in the water it depends let me question. double check uh that was my hope they're at least probably prone right now yeah no they uh yeah well yes that's true um, where is it at? As are yes. the two. Uh, swim speed for the sea spawn. Swim speed 30, move speed 20. Nice. Uh, so I'm going to move really them cool. just 10 feet for getting up. Okay. And then 20 more feet. So they get right up on you. Uh, I assume they can breathe in the air as yeah. well. Uh, oh, they get right up on you. Uh, but uh, they are unable to attack, and they're coming in with their claws. Uh, Claws and uh, a flailing little tentacle underneath their wrist as well, but they can't do anything this round. However, to the northeast, a sea hag closes in, and as she... Double-check her I thought he was about to say Ganderlock. (laughs) As she comes in, she is not affected movement-wise as much. She can still come in quite close. As she does, uh, you glimpse uh, her horrible visage and a terrible, frightening fear. No, it doesn't. Oh, you're totally immune? Yep. Yeah. That's what heroism is. Immune to fear. I thought it was like a bonus. Mm-mm. No. It's horrible visage she focuses <laughs> so much effort and energy yeah, on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The evil eye. And we get She's temporary like hit kitten. points, too. <laughs> to each round for while you maintain concentration. Yep. All right. What would you two like to do, then? Um, yeah. You know wow. what we're going to do? What a counter. <laughs> we're going to divide and conquer this one, buddy. Cole is going to... So you have four temporary hit points, too, by the way. Thank you. Per Lenny, four? I thought it was two. Make sure two, I'm two, doing two. this. It's always just the max of it's two. Hit points, is hit points equal to your spellcasting ability per round. Okay. Spellcasting ability modifier. Ah, <laughs> uh, modifier. So what is your... What's your spellcasting? Is it three charisma or wisdom? Uh, charisma. Yeah. Okay. So then, what's your charisma modifier? Two. All right. So you get two. So two. Two hit points. Okay. What are you guys doing? Cole is going to simply turn to Caven and say, "Switcheroos." He is going to step five feet to Caven and is going to swap with Caven's position. Putting Caven behind him and stand in front of him. Ooh. Doing what's called a bait and switch, okay. which is one of my tactical maneuvers. I'm then going to make sure that you see the bait and switch and get an extra plus two to your AC. Ooh. For this round, nice. For when you can go make your charge, and then I am going to swing at the guy right in front of me. The C spawn. Did you get I, multiple attacks? I do. Haven't used it yet. Bam! It's a, uh-huh. it's a one. Uh, a natural one? It is a na- it's a natural one. Oh, okay. That's shitty. A... 
Yeah. Um, so well, I, the good news is you found your sword. <laughs> <laughs> it's over there. It's in their hands. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, over where your morning star is. Trained <laughs> underwater. <laughs> I actually love that, uh, Alistair. <laughs> your guy, toe to toe, now has your magic sword in his hands. Oh, Treasure from above, <laughs> and he will get bonuses to hit. Um, uh, and he's gonna start using charges, Willie. Yeah. Now. <laughs> he's get a second attack. Wait, oh, don't use the <laughs> Bye 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 bye. No, stop! Please, please surrender. What does forty-two charges mean? No! Oh man, my dice are killing me for a four to hit. Four is a mess. There's plenty here you can Kevin, use. Kevin, what are you doing? Well, I mean, Kevin has to be concentrating his magic towards the. Cascading All right, you will expedite that uh, dramatically. So that's what he's doing. All right, your success <laughs> now is tied to Fiona's, which is tied to Aragus's. So you have succeeded with one of your successes based on that. Okay. Great. Uh, back to our tower up above. Uh -huh. uh, you two, as you are in this tower, there are no enemies. No mm -hmm. one is attacking, but there's waves and waves of chaotic energy are coming out from this damaged uh, part of the ley line. I need you to make wisdom saving throws 11. Pass. Except for Aragus. <laughs> uh, you look... Uh, sorry, except for Valmir. And Valmir, you look at Aragus. I will use my hero point. You look closely at Aragus. <laughs> Uh, yep, for a total of 16. Okay, and you guys have a wave of chaotic chaoticness, though, afflicts you. Okay. Uh, Ass? No. <laughs> um, Valamir, you will not get to decide. Aragus, you get to decide. Trying to protect your friend, you can decide with your choice. Uh-huh. With perception or affliction. Which will you take? Uh, Which will you choose? I will take... By the way, I think this is a really big choice right here. <laughs> Just FYI. Should I take Perception? Okay, I'll take Affliction. Affliction. Aragus is now immune to non-magical diseases for the rest of his life. Whoa. Wow. Um. Can I take that back? <laughs> <laughs> Shit. You get all diseases. So uh, immune to disease? Non-magical non diseases. So, I have resistance to poison. Is that the same? That's yeah, not the same as immune. It's immunity to natural diseases. Immune is immune. So if somebody no, has a disease, though, that won't affect what natural diseases. I'm going to test that in the whorehouse. Yeah, I was going to say, no more chlamydia is what I'm hearing. Yep, still holding up. Your canker sores are gone. Still going It itches a bit, but... Okay, that was my affliction. Perception to Valamir. Oh, and I also need to know, what is the failure that is taunting you in your voice? Oh, um... Uh, if you're this bad with a dagger, I feel bad for your wife. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, yeah, these are good. Thanks. Valamir, uh, on the other hand, as you feel this this constitution building within you, Aragus, you hear a clatter, a metallic clatter to the floor uh, as uh, Valamir drops the alignment rod as Valamir, you cannot be convinced beyond anything that all of this is an illusion that you are dealing with now. No. Oh, great. Geez. Is that... And the Aragus is a fool for believing this. Can I dispel that illusion? Uh, well... You don't believe that it is an illusion. Uh, 
You're in the is Matrix the, now. Can I tell that it is a magical effect? You cannot. You just see him drop the alignment rod. What do you say? Ooh. Uh, I say... Come on, man. This is an amateur hour. And I will cast a spell. Okay. Called yes. Dispel Magic. <laughs> but you don't know don't, there's any magic yeah. effect on him. So okay. how do you... How do You just see him like he's giving up or he's afraid or something. Then I will... I will. Instead of that, I would like to. That probably wouldn't work the way I want it to. I want to cast heroism again, and see if that would have any effect. I don't okay, think... you weave a spell and cast heroism on him again, dealing with fear and frightenedness. Uh, Valamir, uh, what? How would you like to react to this scene now? So I think everything is just an illusion and it's all fake. Uh, right? Yeah, you think what's going on is some sort of trickery. This is an attic space, uh, but this whole sense of magic, the light, this is all just an illusion. It's just a hoax. Yeah, if you want to oh, try this. Man. <laughs> I don't have that spell. You don't it's have a that black one. flag operation. <laughs> I have so old person on. Or uh, like metal, but I wouldn't help much um i i i need to get out of here this is this we're not this is no we're not doing the right things and i start working on um unshackling myself okay all right uh we are back in it's all fake news <laughs> uh, we are back in the Ganderlock Foundry. You guys are continuing to push forward uh and are not making success with your magic as Valamir's successes are yours and he has not made any effort this round. Um, so the group is faltering throughout Calivier. Um, we are back in our water area or dry sphere area. Uh, Cole, what are you doing? Figure it out. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to get him. Just I'm going to focus. I'm going to stay focused. I'm focusing on his face. For... 19 to, nope 21 to hit wow. hit max damage of uh 12. all right that's a big slice blood goes flying out and do it again second attack level ah! five. nine nine is a miss uh caven you're continuing to focus yes yeah because he doesn't um, know any all right different. it doesn't seem to be working as much you are then accosted by the sea hag who gets right up in your face and glares right in you tilts her head and ah eye to eye inches away even just takes one arm and just like <laughs> just a hard her push of her head out of the way aside, madam. she is quite confused she's photobombing your soul <laughs> Uh, however, there are two sea spawn uh, that are attacking. One is swiping uh, at you with your own sword, Cole. Rude. He swings with a 20 to hit. Dang. Oh, hits. Eight points of slashing Ow. and a 19 to hit. Also hit. Ten points of slashing. Dang. And he looks at the blade and gives a fishy barnacle covered grin. He had two extra. Yeah, it's yeah. 16 damage. And amazing. then Seth, uh, pick a number between one and six. Four. Four. Then he shoots out several poison quills that fly at you. Uh, and they strike at you with a 22 to hit. Jeez. 
To me? Yeah, yes. ow, still hits. You hit. That is only three points of poison. Not so bad. Make a constitution save for 12 oh, or be poisoned for a minute. All right. Constitution save? Yes, please. I'm going to re-roll that one because it literally stuck to the edge. I'm going to use your mat. Okay, three plus six is nine. Nine is a failure. You are now poisoned for one minute. You have disadvantage on all attack rolls and ability checks. I don't like under the water at all. That is bad. <laughs> there is another one of these, and it closes up on cave. No, it's going to focus on coal this round, uh, and it strikes uh, twice with a 22 to hit. Oh, my gosh. That hits. And then a miss. The hit is uh, nine points of slashing damage. All right. And then he uh, un uh, unfurls some little webbing on his arm and some poisonous quills fire out. And that is a 21 to hit. Wow, still uh, gets me. Just one point of... Uh, There's a 4AC that was attached to you. Does that bypass this? These... You didn't say war AC, you said two temporary hit points. Two temporary hit points. Uh, no, your maneuver, maneuver to him. Your maneuver gave He's me, not being gave attacked, me, Christopher. But, I'm, but I'm not being He's attacked. Not being that attacked. was all his. Oh, okay. one point of poison to Cole. Uh, Cole, you can also repeat the saving throw at the end of each of your turns. Okay. So it's not totally terrible. Uh, that is it for them. We are now back in the tower with Valamir and Aragus. I want to know what Aragus is doing. Aragus sees him. Oh, I know what you're doing. You're oh. making a wisdom saving throw. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Wow, this could be uh, bad. 19. Oh, God. Okay. Like the one guy who's participating is going to And in case this. you were wondering, on a scale of 1 to 10, I'm fucked. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> okay. It's fine. The Queen's Cabal was lying to us. This is all... None of this is real. Ergus uh, will approach Valamir and look into his eyes. Do and I see anything? Before you do so. Suspicious. Uh... I need you to make a choice. I give no further advice. Uh, I need you to make a choice. As a chaotic effects wash over, are you... choosing name or cold for yourself? Cold. Cold. Out of nowhere from the ceiling, ice crystals come slamming down in a hailstorm, and you yeah. need to make a dexterity save 13 or take 20 cold damage. Okay. Dexterity 13. Thank you so much. What was it? 13 dex. Uh, that's a 23, take, 21, excuse me. Take six, no, sorry, take 10 points of cold damage. Okay. And Valamir, adding to your chaos. Oh, that's not a 20. Yeah, you're good. I Valamir, your sorry. effect. His name. <laughs> You've already been through that, so I figured. Yeah, I, 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 I'm curious to see how this plays out. Valamir. Uh, yeah. Each time you say your name for the next month, there's a 5% chance you vanish forever. <laughs> you and the chances. But, but somewhere, he says his own name. Somewhere there's a person in the original town who's like, we're going to wipe the name from history. And sure enough. Full name, first name, what's the rule? Uh, the V, the V name. Oh. I am so fun. But he doesn't know that, does he? He does. No. We'll say oh, he does. does. Okay. We'll say he does. All right. We'll can give I, him a chance. Can I act? Yes, now you may act. Okay. Um, is, is that in-game and out-of-game? <laughs> no, just, just, okay. just in-game. Um, looking at he who shall not be named. 
uh, it's seeing, only if I say it, yeah, right? seeing Valamir yes. um, mess with his shackles. You know what this needs? <laughs> speaking to himself, uh, I would like to approach him and look into his eyes and see if I can tell. It's all the, fake. What the? Yeah, see if I can tell what that is. We'll make an insight roll. Okay. The Queen's Cabal lied. Uh, a dirty 20 plus 222. That's a natural 20. Oh, that's a natural 20. What did I do yeah. that for? Natural 20. <laughs> you immediately sense that he's affected by chaos magic, uh, and uh, he is truly believing this is an illusion, uh, and it is a magical effect upon him. What are you doing? Whack! <laughs> and I dispel the magic from you. Level three dispel magic. Is that what's being cast? Yep. God, these are expensive. Your level three spell is cast, and the illusionist concept was just an illusion. Uh, <laughs> and you are now have clarity. Inconceivable! In, he, and he's still shackled? You have clarity in mind and thought. You are still shackled. I, I could take care of that, too, if you like. It might stick. But... Uh, do what you must. This is more important. And I snatch the um, aligning rod back up and start start my work again. Okay. Er you may make an arcana roll for all three locations with uh, 16th your target unless you and Aragus want to uh, touch each other and connect to take eight points of force damage. No, I still have the 1d8 inspiration. I oh, think we're fine for now. Um, I will also, if I may, cast... You need to roll a three or better with... Uh, well, actually, with the 1d8. Okay. I, yeah, I mean I, I mean, I have a plus seven, so we you have want to use chance. it? Or do you want to wait till... He's going to roll first. Yep. Yeah. We're not going to take the damage. Okay. Yeah. Seventeen. Seventeen! Wavering. Yeah. <laughs> is this really reality? Uh -huh. You cast and you see... And uh, I used the Bardic Inspiration. So yes. I, yeah. And you see a weird pink swirl of energy growing around, countering the blue energy on this uh, on this uh, cascading arc. Uh, and that happens to Caven, and it happens to Fiona as well. Uh, we Yes. Real quick, um, you can determine the damage from this. I'm going to cast a level 2 heat metal, and your ankle is going to start stinging. Okay. You're going to be out of those shackles in a second. All right. Unless you just don't care. and then. I mean, I would like to be out of yeah. the shackles. <laughs> you're, gonna be you doing, can, um, you're doing damage step? to him? I could, well, it'll but cost I you, pull, so. right, and I'm, yeah. I'm more concerned okay. about you're, pouring you're, everything you're, into the uh, I'm casting heat metal. I'll take it. And you can just do it on the, uh, the lock of it. There was a lock around it. Oh, okay, yeah, I'll yeah. just... I'll right. do that real quick, so you're um, free. Oh. And it is heating up currently at the moment. Uh, we are now back under the sea, unless Fiona and uh, Vessel are jumping out at anything. You guys kind of did your huge I am, earlier. But yeah. yeah, I'm watching. I'm just keeping an eye out for what's going on. Um, I'm assuming Caven can, since he can do like a concentration spell and still swing his warhammer around, uh -huh. he could probably still hold the alignment rod. And, Second. and 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 swing his horn hammer around. I would let you do that, but then you would have to drop your heroism spell. Would you like to do that? Oh, right, because that's concentration, and that's affecting two of you. Yeah, no. But it's just two temporary hit points a turn. But it's also not being right, <laughs> sir. I've tried a couple times today to add to the chaos. There's a little theme happening. Nope, not dropping that. Okay, uh, you're maintaining that, and um, you also see maybe 20 feet away uh, Jira picking up uh, his son in the broken boat, uh, uh, who appears his broken son. with his son who is unconscious. Broken boat? 
Yes. Okay. I'm talking about the sun, though. The sun. You only care about the boat. And he's. <laughs> and uh, he is. Uh, we can get back without the boy. Like the guardian you got there. <laughs> he's going, Timon, Timon, and shaking him as they don't know how to, you know, do proper isolation of the neck when someone's been damaged like that. Um. <laughs> Wake up! <laughs> it's a neck just rolling around. Yeah. Caven's um, Caven <coughs> seeing that uh quickly grabs something out of his pouch and throws it at the boy. Okay. And his boy becomes conscious with one hit point. And what is it that you threw? A critical analeptic injector. Oh. Sweet. That was given to him by Fiona a while back. All right. Uh, it goes flying through. Uh, it's some strange little needle type device. It hits him and injects him, and the boy. Ah! 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 And the fire. My neck! <laughs> I feel nothing below! <laughs> I can't feel my legs. Oh. And Jira's going, thank gods, thank the gods, and is is hugging him tightly. Um, it's a needle sticking out of him, thank the gods. Yeah. Yeah. Where's the book, Wasn't it before he, he wasn't into the gods? No, right. we've nope. got, now he's found Jesus. Yes. Random needle. Yes. Cole, what are you doing? I'm fighting him. I'm going to get my sword back. God, for oh, a oh, freaking seven. There's a miss. Okay. The sword is I'm just too good. I just keep training. I'm going to focus for a little bit. I'm going to take a breath. Okay. You got this. This is where you die. This is it. There we go. 20. 20 to hit. Is a hit. There we go. And that is 10 points of piercing damage. 10 points. He is getting badly injured now with the blade, with his your blade <laughs> in his hands. I feel really good about it, so I'm going to do it again. Oh, all right. I have an action surge, so just like, let's just oh, keep you're punching pushing hard. It. Can Cole activate the charge even though he's hold yeah, not holding yeah, it? Right. <laughs> there we go. 19 again okay. for another nine damage. Nine damage. He has wow. one hit point remaining. Let's just put it in. That is 19 nice. plus my six for a 25 to hit. You destroy one of the two sea spawns right next to you. He crumbles to the ground, and you may, if you choose, snatch your sword out of the air before it falls. I, before he even drops it. Absolutely. Yes. Done. Uh, he is dead. However, there is another guy, and this guy now is turning to Caven and is striking at him. And if he gets enough damage on you, it will disrupt your ability to... Uh, affect the alignment rod, <laughs> which will impose disadvantage on the group roll by Valamir. For uh, the healer keeping track, sorry, I'm just second winding real mm -hmm. quick and just healed myself 14 hit points. All right, thank you. Thank you, sorry. That is a... It is not working. There we go. There we go. That is a... Oh, dang. 22 to hit. Oh, wow. And yeah. a 20 to hit. No. The 20 to hit is not because... good enough. Because of the switcheroo. That was only one round. That was one round. Sorry, buddy. Oh. Yeah, they both hit. All right. Uh, <laughs> that is... Ah, uh, didn't meet my quota. It is three points of bludgeoning and six points of bludgeoning. <laughs> what was the quota? So, <laughs> however... Three, Seth, six, you pick a number between nine, one and six. Seven. Two? Two! He reaches out to bite you with a 12 and misses. Yeah! And then whoosh, a hack face appears right in front of you, and she frustratedly lashes out at you with claws. Not her best weapon. Can she break the 10? 
with a 15 to hit, Ooh. you maintain your concentration on the alignment rod, uh, which is great. Nice. Uh, back here in the upper tower, uh, we have... Wait, wait. I just need to ask, what should I put on my headstone? We have our friends, uh, and Aragus and uh, Valamir. Uh, Friend to the end. And I need a wisdom saving throw just from the... That is a 12. Uh, 12. It's close. All right. Uh, you are fine. And then, uh, Valamir, as you're concentrating on the arc for what will hopefully be a third success of four needed... Um, Aragus, you have to make a decision as chaotic waves start uh, washing over the two of you. You must choose feet. F E A T or F E E T? Yeah. F E E T. Yeah, okay. <laughs> or family. Oh. Oh, wow. Oh. I mean, <laughs> I, like I said, I cannot give any advice, so you do so. Oh, I mean, it's like, oh. you do you. <laughs> this is fabulous. From what I know about our campaign, it's 12 to 1, so <laughs> um, I'll take the feet. Okay. <laughs> oh. Sorry to your mom, I guess. <laughs> I can't lose a sister, man. I can't lose any cousins. I'm sorry. They're pretty close. The Willoughby's are very close family. What a beautiful day. <laughs> With feet, Aragus, okay. your feet now become prehensile, able to grab Ooh, things. That's fun. Like, and, Jesus Christ, and he's getting like every five. I am Spider-Fax. <laughs> However, your hands lose that capability. Oh, fuck. Oh. <laughs> my loot! <laughs> I have to play with my feet now. <laughs> That's fantastic. That's very novel. Somewhere and your arch Valimir. nemesis chuckles. <laughs> Valamir, you as chaotic energy and more and more wind is bursting and bursting. Um, you do not know this now, but your family, which is your mother, is now arrested by royal decree. Ooh. It's just Whoa. never ends. And you are now fighting back against the chaotic energy. You see crazy images of water and ocean and lightning blasting out. And you're trying to, is this an illusion? Is this really happening? And then I need you to make a attunement uh, with your uh, alignment rod to try and get this back. This is three of four successes. Arcana, 16. You have no bardic inspiration. You can take eight damage each to reduce that difficulty. Nope. Are we good? Or do you want to take the damage? I will happily take damage if you think it's the best course I of action. I think nation. let's, yeah. For sure. Yep. I can I can do it now, so let's do it. All right. Arcana 14 for this round it's only. It's minus oh eight gosh. points. Eight. I'm going to use my one hero point because I rolled a four. Oh, man. Didn't quite do it. <laughs> 14. <laughs> oh, 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 my goodness. Oh, my God. I rolled a 7, oh, and I have a plus 7. Oh, my so, goodness. Uh, 14. Oh, my God. 14. Okay. Wow. That's the right call. Just. 
So is this the third or the fourth? The third. Three, three of four. four. Three of four. We had a okay. we had an, a no attempt on one of the yeah. rounds. Okay. Uh, anything with uh, Fiona and Vessel? Otherwise, we're moving forward. <laughs> you do anything it's, to give advantage. So what is Vessel seeing with Fiona? She, she is, is stepping forward, magical effects, and, hitting, yeah, yeah. Uh, energy like the poltergeist light and just six light. legs now. <laughs> Eighteen arms. Everything. So yeah. everything appears normal. No, there's appears. weird chaos stuff. We're about to freak right now. Okay. Guys all right, and Vessel's just, just keenly just patrolling and watching. I'm all thumbs in this hand. <laughs> it's gonna be okay. Uh, then it is back to the underwater area. Uh, Cole, what are you doing? You have a sea spawn right next to you and a hag maybe ten feet away. They are both surrounding your brother. Check me out. Switcheroozy, oh. and uh, I do it again. So I pull cave into. Oh, I'm in the wrong street. I pulled cave into me. And Cole swaps places with him and armors himself with the bait and switch, adding nice seven. Wow. Wow. AC. Wow. Hit me now. That's awesome. He then takes his long sword in two hands because he dropped the morning star. Okay. And swings that baby around straight at the sea hag. So a magical weapon plus one? Correct. That is a 21 to hit. Is a hit. And I hit her for 10 damage. 10 damage, a big slice. And then I do it again. All right. Nice. You love that double attack, don't you? I sure do. Don't forget, you can light her up, too. And that is a lot more to hit. So I definitely hit a 25. Okay. Wow. For uh, same damage. 10 wow. again. 10 again. Slice, slice. Uh, she screeches uh, and is uh, panicking and is running, which is weird for her, away. And you may get an opportunity attack as she just screeches and runs, trying to race into the wall of water. Uh, 23 to hit. Is a hit. 11 damage. Huge. You've cut her down quite a bit. Uh, she is badly injured and races off into the water. Uh, next to you is a sea spawn, and it is lashing at... I, I didn't hear... It's going to lash at Caven. Did you get a huge armor class boost? I no, did. Okay. Yeah. No, but he moved positions yeah. with him. He's still next to him. He'd protect him from the sea hat. Got it. Copy. Uh, all right. It is attacking you with two swipes, a 17 to hit. No. Oh, a total of 20? Yes. Five bludgeoning. Seth picking over between one and six. Four. Four. Quills shoot out. Wrong number, Seth. With a seven and miss. Uh, and good number pick. Whistle by <laughs> you. You are able to maintain uh, the look. And images are blasting out. Wind is coming out from your uh, your uh, cascading art device of this damaged area, Caven. Uh, it's quite intense. Uh, you hope your other friends scattered across the kingdom are having uh, just as good of successes as you are. Images start to appear. You see images of uh, the city of Almithra. You see some darkened dungeon. You see chaotic, screaming, zombie-type things. Uh, and then you see an image of a strange elven archer you've never seen before reaching out and touching a powerful sphere. Oh. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> we are now back in the tower. Uh, the upper tower. And, Aragus, I need you to make a wisdom. Every single one has been made. Wisdom 11. 
Uh, nope, that's a six. Okay. Uh, so your turn, uh, you will get to make your decision again about the nasty effects. Mm -hmm. But before you do that, um, you need to make your entire turn uh, about trying to defeat er uh, Valamir right now. He is now your enemy. Defeat him? Yes. With your prehensile. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, what magic can you cast? What's yeah? He um, is. He uh, is your enemy for sure. Yeah, I will oh, do everything I can to slow down the um, the magic that he's trying to cast. So I'm going to try to cast Bane. Okay. On him. All right. And I realize the spell is being cast on me. Yes. I will instantly counterspell it. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. In that case, I'll cast Vicious Mockery upon myself. <laughs> I'll just do that. Uh, okay, so we're casting Bane and Counterspell. Oh, Vicious Mockery. No, you said Bane. You were counting Bane. Knowing he's going to do that, I don't no, want to waste the spell. You can't, you can't go back and <laughs> that's do that. That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, if the creature casts a spell through over, the spell has no effect. You cancel it immediately with a snap of your fingers and you counter that. Nice. The energy. There it is. No. What are you thinking? I, I feel like a scab on a troll's wart. The energy is growing and growing. You have one. Uh, We're more, almost done here. One more attempt to finally end this. We have uh, uh, Vessel and Fiona. You're watching Fiona get closer and closer with hers in wind and energy blasting her incredibly as well. Uh, Fiona, you're seeing crazy, strange images of a sphere of air blasting out water somewhere. You see a strange uh, flying creature briefly fly by, and then you see Valamir Gray Spell the second step out of space and time and say, no, don't do this, and then disappear. And now we are at Valamir. You are playing with my emotions today. <laughs> All right. You are getting your Lyman rod. Hopefully this works. We will see. You also see strange images that fly by of uh, some nasty army of dragon-like guys with wings flying through the air and cold snow. And then you see an image of a gnome tumbling through space surrounded by stars. Mm -hmm. uh, you attune your alignment rod, casting the images out of your head. You need an arcana 16. No beneficial spells on you unless... You two both agree to take eight points of force damage to help this out. Yeah. Is he Wait, still trying would to his, stop him? Yeah, would his yeah, enemy? He is your enemy. Oh, I can't help him? <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh yeah, that would be fucked up. So, unfortunately, Eric is, oh, he still cannot is? Cannot agree participate this in round. That. Okay, very good. Um, so, I will make the roll at 16. Um, Before you do that, uh -huh. I present you this option. You do have a choice still to make. Uh -huh. <laughs> Chaotic effects uh, get are washing over. Okay. Will you choose? Will you choose electricity or name? Or name? No, not name. Sorry, we already did name. I'm sorry. Where did the name? Yes, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Name's terrifying. Electricity or endless? Ooh, uh, endless oh, sounds oh, interesting. Oh. Do that one. I'm sure it's fun. <laughs> oh my god. It's endless disease. You will take whatever you to. pick. Electricity or how many endless. hit points do you have? I have endless. Uh, got a bunch. Yeah. You you Alistair can choose this. Aragus does not 18. have to make this choice. Yeah. I if, if I just want to know what there. the endless could endless be. brothels. I hope so. With my immunity to disease. <laughs> I will take endless. Yes. You choose endless. 
because I don't. I have a feeling electricity is just straight damage. All right, electricity hits Valamir, and you are surrounded by an electrified field of fence uh, of electricity. And if you try to move uh, in any way, you will take electrical damage. Okay. Uh, you still have your alignment rod in hand, Aragus. Until the next time you speak in any way, you are unaging and completely immortal. <laughs> As a bard, <laughs> revel in that. This because... ought to be great. <laughs> Does humming count? The bard, Aragus. Yes. Aragus speaks. Does humming count? <laughs> humming is. It has to be a word spoken. <laughs> Valamir, oh, you God. have the alignment rod, the energy. You have an enemy now next to you in Aragus, uh, who's looking quite cocky as well. How long well. does that last? I need to know. It's endless. Un Until no, the, 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 oh, the, the other one. The enemy. negative yeah. view, one round. And the, then you the, will make it again. The <laughs> enemy thing? Him being an enemy is a round-by-round round basis. So are we nope, coming to the end of it wrapping now? Up, wrapping up his wrapping round. Up, okay. It is Valamir's turn. You're okay. pointing the alignment rod. It is a 16 roll that cannot be lowered because Aragus cannot agree to lower it. Okay. Here we go. Uh, that huh? is going to be a 25. Wow. 20. Wow. Five. He rolled a 16. Well, I rolled an 18. 18. In the ocean area... Pink energy swarms around, starts to envelop the cascading arc, and sh it shoots out up into the sky. Inside the bowels of Ganderlock, a pink energy gathers around, blasting out the blue, and shoots out up into the sky. I'm having a mouse problem. Perfect timing. There we go. <clears throat> and with the final cascading arc in place, it blasts a bright pink burst of energy that phases through anything in its path. Out the tower, out the wall, and out it goes. The energy arcs out up through the sky with incredible speed, climbing higher and higher, thousands of feet above the ground. It races past river, road, hills, and villages. Instead of traveling a week or so by foot, the energy covers the distance to Canabrin in minutes. The arc slows down and angles towards the rift west of the Grand City. Standing outside the city at the rift in the damaged ley line, Rafalin Daynor points at the pink energy arcing towards the nearby rift. It's the third arc. They've done it. They've actually done it. Quick, we must get prepared immediately. They weren't prepared? The pink energy <laughs> races straight at the damaged ley line outside the city. The rift, already bombarded by two arcs earlier, swirls with pink energy until hit by the final arc. The rift shakes violently for a moment. The Kabbalists standing nearby watch in amazement, hoping their work over the last year was not in vain. The rift quivers again before bursting out, knocking the Kabbalists 30 feet away. After a moment, the wizards come to their senses, slowly rise to their feet, and see the rift finally close once and for all. And then a loud thunderclap erupts as a bright beam of energy launches out from where the rift once stood. The light shoots straight up into the air, carving a circular part in the clouds. The pink light turns dark 
and becomes a thick red sky beam shining, shining straight out of the former rift and into the heavens above. From the top of the tallest spire back in the city, a young Queen Iora looks out across the horizon and sees the incredible beam of red energy shooting up far into the sky. She calls for her general and without taking her eyes off the sky beam says, What is this I see before me, general? Is it some sort of trick? An illusion? I do not know, my queen. My eyes have never seen this before. I do not like it at all. Go stop whatever this is and fetch my cabal. Someone better have an answer for this. Meanwhile, infinitely far away, in a void of utter darkness, in a place beyond space and beyond time, something waits. Several hooded figures sit in chairs in a large room. Before them is a great window looking out into pure blackness, a void they have seen for a very long time. <clears throat> they hunch over a metal machine covered in panels of glass. They idly poke at little lights on the panels with creepy long fingers. <clears throat> then from out of the window, deep within the void, there is a flash of red like a twinkling star. Their glass panels light up in a frenzy with all sorts of colors. The room is filled with the clicking sounds made from the mouths of the hooded figures. They rush around agitated, working at their panels and pointing at the single red star out the window. Suddenly a metal door slides open behind them and the hooded figures turn in alarm. In strides an opposing figure, imposing figure. A tall human looking force stomps loudly across the room towards the machine. The hooded figures scatter like bugs away from their bronze-skinned lord. He towers over them at 12 feet tall and hunches over one of the panels on the machine. His always snarling face changes to a quizzical look. At one of the panels, his bronze-toned fingers stabs three pink lines converging on a red dot. There. It's there. The wait is finally over. He stares out the large window of darkness at the single red dot far away. Start everything now. I have found them. The Kabbalists outside of Canabrin circle the sky beam and weave their magic with their leader, Daenor. The red energy bursting out from where the rift once was is incredible. The Kabbalists cloaks billow in the wind as they focus on their magic. All of the wizards are tired, but today is no day for failure. A few miles away, just outside of Canabrin, the Queen's general and a score of his heavily armored soldiers race away from the city docks on armored horses. The soldiers are determined to see what is happening with the beam and stop it. There is a tremendous crack of thunder from the sky far above, a deafening rumble that travels for many, many miles. The soldiers' horses panic and rear up, but are brought back under control. The general points at the sky where the beam disappears, and all the soldiers see an incomprehensible sight. Thousands of feet above, at the end of the red beam, a black tear appears in the sky itself. It's an enormous tear that stretches for several miles. From this tear, a darkness emerges. A massive construction of iron or steel slowly descends from the tear. It is some sort of building, castle, or machine that no one in Varen has ever seen nor dreamed of. It emerges from the tear in the sky above and follows the red sky beam down. The scale of the object is hard to judge from its height, but one thing is sure, 
It is enormous. At the tallest spire in the city below, a trusted soldier grabs hold of the queen and pulls her from the balcony to safety. What is it? What is it? The massive metal fortress descends through the sky. Great jets of fire blast out from beneath it like dragon fire of old. The flames burn away clouds and add to the terrible and awesome sight. The Kabbalists near the beam at the ground scatter as the incredible shape blots out the sky and follows the red beam down. This structure is made of high walls of sheer metal. Three strange towers rise out from the top and spires jut out at odd angles. As it descends, the general's look of shock only grows as he sees this metal fortress is nearly the size of the city of Canabrin itself. The general's mind tries to fathom what magic what power could conceive of such a thing? The fortress descends just outside of the capital of Calavier, casting its immense shadow for miles. As it nears the earth, its great jets of fire beneath the fortress continue to burn. The ground is blackened, trees are incinerated, those foolish are too slow to get out of the way are doomed. And then, the great metal fortress slams into the ground. It is a tremendous force. Huge cracks split open in the ground beneath the fortress. Nearby woods topple. People for many miles are knocked to the ground by this violent earthquake. And the sound of it striking the earth, a deep rumbling, fills the heart of every living thing as far as can be seen. Flocks of birds scatter as the ground slowly stops rumbling and huge plums of dust settle down. Resting next to the largest city in all of Varennes is a fortress of dark metal nearly equal in size impressive and foreboding. After some time, a massive 200 foot tall door opens on one side of the fortress. Smoke billows out of the door, almost concealing a bronze-skinned tall man standing there. He steps out, no shirt, huge muscles, a long sword on one hip and a huge chrome revolver on the other. He steps out of the doorway and plants his feet firmly on the ground. He closes his eyes and breathes the new air in deeply. From behind him, a tall warrior steps up. The warrior is not quite orc, not quite insect. Chitinous growths form from its armor, and an energized spear is held in its hand. It speaks to its master through slavering mandibles and darting beady eyes. Shermordran, at your command, we are ready. The bronze-skinned man exhales and slowly opens his eyes. He looks out at the shining city in the distance and points his huge finger at the city's spires. Take the city. Destroy anything in your way. Kill all who resist. The warrior grunts and then waves his clawed hand in the air. A horn echoes from inside the fortress. Many more huge doors drop, revealing large gathering rooms inside the fortress. Massive rooms, each filled with hundreds of chitinous soldiers, disgorge this foul army. Pouring out of the dark fortress, hundreds of these soldiers, armed with their energized spears, break into a sprint, racing across the hills of Calivier towards its capital. Cher Mordrin watches his army set out before turning his attention to a handful of robed wizards who approach. It is the Queen's Cabal. Danor boldly stands forth, but it is the bronze demigod who speaks first. It was you who called me with this signal? Danor looks away from his eyes. It was. I have been waiting a long time. Far too long. My lord, it took a year to blend in with the nobility. We had to disrupt the ley lines. 
then prey upon the father to push him to madness, to scheme to get his death to move his son, and we need a time to convince the six to do the final task that only they could do, set you free. The six. I am not finished with them yet. They still have a part to play. Bring what's left of them to me. The cult of Mordren serves you, my lord. Daenor and the Cabalists take their leave. Cher Mordren looks back at his fortress and simply raises one hand. Suddenly there's a whining sound in the air like a magical energy as a flying craft speeds out of the fortress and nimbly races off to the east. It barrels straight down the road towards a score of armored soldiers and horses racing out from the city. Unleashing blasts of energy, the flying vehicle devastates soldiers and their general, leaving bloody destruction behind. A pair of these flying vehicles screeches out of the fortress and head west, and even more fly out towards the north. Cher Mordrin feels his feet on the uneven earth and looks at his army emerging from his fortress on this new world. I have made many events come to pass, and I have waited. And now, the story of Cher Mordrin begins. And we will take our end of the game there. Uh, that is it for tonight. Thank you so much. If you're interested in what the players have to think of all this, <laughs> which I sure am, consider checking out the after show. We will be having a good one, I'm sure, in just moments. You can find that on our patreon.com slash ingloriousbards. Thank you so much, and we'll see you next time. Bye, everyone. Good night. Holy fuck. <laughs>